Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina. How are you all doing out there today? Uh, oh, am I too loud? I feel like I'm. How we doing, everybody? Hold up, let me turn me down. I don't know. Talk, Daniel, so I can see our mic volumes. Hi, hello, chat. How are we doing today? Talk, How Daniel, we doing, so everybody? I our... Okay, I've, I'm a little loud. Let me turn myself down, guys. Let me let me drop myself about here. Hey, uh, what's up, Coco? Go a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Right here, chesting. All right, we're good. Hi, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we've 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 we haven't done a show in in two weeks. I am one of your hosts of Clockwork Cantina, Josh Nine Hundred Two, and this is the other host of this show. I'm DT3. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, we haven't done a show in like I what was it, two, three weeks, something like it's that. Been, it's been it's been two weeks. The last show we did was the D and D world building episode, which was a great episode, by the way. We it's went over one. all the all the safety tools and stuff that are very it's useful been, uh, for D and D. It's been a very busy uh, past couple weeks. You know, now as we enter the holidays, things are getting a little hectic and mm-hmm. things are happening, and it's just you know, it's just been it's been real busy. I know I've had a real busy. Uh, time myself so yeah pretty, pretty nuts so guys we're, we're using guest star today if anything's a little yeah, weird first time let us know first please time using guest star see, yeah see how see how we do we wanted to try it, try it out if there's any audio things let us know if we're too quiet too loud let us know i can i can adjust this up or down like i did just a minute ago i adjusted myself down a little bit because i was in the red on obs and i don't want to be I don't want to be busting eardrums. Uh, yeah. So, like, I want us to be, like, good. Audio seems decent. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Yorko. But if anything else happens, uh, just let us know. Uh, first time using it, and so far, so good. It was pretty simple to set up. Um, and it's a little bit... Uh, it makes things a little bit easier from what we were doing before. Uh, so, that's good. Um... But welcome to one episode, episode 139 of the Clockwork Cantina. Uh, we're going to be talking about Andor in the second half. We have a bunch of news to go over because we haven't done a show in two weeks. Yeah, we got we got two weeks worth of news to go over. Some of this may be a little old by the time you, know, you hear us talk about it, but we're still going to go through it because we haven't talked about it on here. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, what we've been up to is going to be pretty long because we haven't done that in a while, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so DT, let's get into it. We're st- we're also starting a little bit later today, which is also it's not a big deal. But just in case you're you're normally like you guys are, am I late? No, you're not late. You're right on time. Uh, just we're just getting started. So s- buckle up, settle in. Let us know how your Thanksgivings and holidays have been, and we'll, we'll go ahead and get started. DT, what have you been up to the past couple weeks, my friend? Past couple weeks, uh, man. Some of it is kind of a, a blur now, but I've been trying to watch things and, and mainly been watching things. Yeah, because uh, I've been like recently I've been playing a whole lot of games, but I have played a couple of the games like on stream and off stream and stuff. So, you know, obviously continuing to play Fortnite. I'm excited for the end of the current uh, chapter uh, and season. Uh, this time next week, we'll have a brand new chapter. Brand new season. 
Uh, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, been playing some Overwatch too. Uh, played some Rogue Company, even though I've uh, that's been a while though, because I haven't played that even like in a couple weeks. So, so. uh, um, what else? I uh played through Prey on stream. Fun game, beat that. Played some little bit of Division Two. Played through all of Plague Tale Requiem on stream as well. Super solid game if you guys haven't seen it or or played it. Definitely give it a go because it's awesome. Um, played through Wolfenstein Two as well. Another game that uh, played on stream. I'll be having YouTube videos of these games going up. I think Plague Tale's going up right now. Prey is already all done. It's all, it's all up there if you want to check it out. Wolfenstein 2 should be going up soon. Um, then I've been watching stuff. So I watched the Uncharted movie for the first time. How was that? It's like, I think in terms of like feeling like like Uncharted, like the story and stuff feels like it like like that that makes sense to me like like playing the games mm-hmm. and stuff but i think that the two main characters uh Nathan Drake played by Tom Holland and then uh, Sully you know Victor Sullivan played by Mark Wahlberg were miscast and they mm-hmm. were they were like younger versions of the characters but at the same time it's weird because they made Mark Wahlberg like Sully's like an older dude in the games, right? And in the movie, they made him seem like he's an older dude, but he just looks like Mark Wahlberg. Like he doesn't even have the mustache <laughs> like he does in the games. But he, so it's like he's doing shit like an older dude would do, but he's just Mark Wahlberg. Like what the fuck? So that to me is like the biggest like misfire that they did was just. Ca- casting uh, Mark Wahlberg as fucking Sully because they could have completely just done that entirely different. And like Tom Holland was fine as Drake, but I just I, I don't it's just it's just different, dude. Like they, they I don't know I I don't think like I ultimately I think like Tom Holland as Nathan Drake was fine, but I I, I think that they should have uh they should have gone with older versions of the characters like. Question like DT. They, like they do in the games. Yeah. If I can ask you one. Uh if yeah. this wasn't called Uncharted and had nothing to do with the games, how would it do as like just a generic action it's adventure? A generic film? like Um I think it would be that, that's I'm that's just an curious. interesting question because like I I don't know if I would have watched it if it wasn't Uncharted mm-hmm. movie. But at the same time, having seen it, I still think it was okay. Like the humor in bits was 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 like you know with like the Scottish dude and whatnot was 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 all right and 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 I think, but also again going back to the Sully stuff, like some of the Sully stuff, the humor with Sully was like, it's because he's supposed to be like an older dude, but he's just fucking Mark Wahlberg, you know, and it doesn't. I don't know if it works as well, you know. So I think it would be, I I think it would be okay, but I don't think it's still anything super super special or, or like you know when people talk about like oh the best video game adaptations this is not gonna be one of them you know, um, and and I and again I think that doesn't help, like to your question it doesn't help the that would it be still be fine if it wasn't an adaptation you know so okay, yeah. 
I was just curious. Alright. Well, what else, DT? What else you been up to? Uh, I watched Bullet Train for the first time. Uh, fun movie. If you like, uh, you know, action, uh, comedy kind of kind of dealios, that was that was fun. Definitely recommend that one. Uh, it's got uh, Brad Pitt, and honestly, like there are some people in this cast that I was like, this is a stacked ass cast, bro. Like even some like minor characters, you're like, what the hell? Like I didn't see that coming, dude. Like, so I definitely recommend checking that one out uh because yeah it was it, it was a lot of fun i definitely definitely recommend checking that one out if you haven't uh disney plus came out with a little grogu short with uh studio ghibli called zen grogu and dust bunnies it was okay i checked that out i mean it's nothing special it's just a little it's just a little thing that studio ghibli wanted to do like they their dust bunnies that they have in their movies and they brought them in with Rogue in a little animation short. It's, it's nothing special. It's just it's fine. It's okay. I watched The Boys Presents Diabolical, the little, like anime, the Animatrix anthology animation, The Boys show. Dude, some of these are amazing and some of these are fucking. The one in particular is atrociously bad. <laughs> like, it's so terrible, dude. Like, one particular episode in this thing. But overall, I thought it was fun, you know? Because I like that. Like, each episode had its own animation style and everything, and I thought that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, there's just one episode in particular that I'm like, man, that shit sucks. But anyway, watch that. Uh, I watched The Lion King 2019, the live-action version, finally. Was, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I should check it out, you know? Like, I, I'd never seen it, and I heard it was... I, I've heard since it come since it came out that it was basically just a live action version of the of the animated one that didn't really change much and now that i've seen it i can confirm that that is the case okay. and let me tell you when when you pair those two up like when you when you keep the exact same movie and the only thing you change is that it's animated now, or that it's a live action instead of animated uh yeah no the, the animation one is, is the animated one is way better for sure um so you know it is what it is, but uh, yeah, finally, finally watched that one. One less of those live action ones that I. Uh, on continuing on with movies that I've watched, I we I, you know watched Last of the Mohicans, uh, which oh, was a pretty yeah. solid movie. Checked that one out a, a little, little, little bit, a little bit back. I forget how long ago. It was sometime within the last two weeks, but we watched that. I enjoyed it. It was it was pretty cool. There was some. Some pretty brutal, uh, brutal fights in there and and whatnot with with particular weapons and 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 uh, yeah, it was it was a cool little cool little story, man. That that I that I thought was was, was a good movie. I can see why people like it for sure. Soundtrack, so uh, yes, oh yeah, soundtrack for sure. The cinema, the cinematography with certain shots, like the way they were like presented and like you see them in the final cut is like, like the one on the bridge is the one I'm talking about. Like that shit looks good. That shit looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um. I watched Boy 2010. It's like one of Taika Waititi's like first movies, I think, or you know, one of his first major movies. Uh, about a kid in New Zealand in the 80s. Uh, so that was pretty fun. I think 
it's interesting because I compare this movie to one of his 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 most recent movie, which is Thor: Love and Thunder, because they have very similar themes, in that they deal with grief and like kind of like, but also including comedy into it. But I think that Boy did it much better than than uh, than Love and Thunder. Did. So they're very similar movies to me, directed by the same guy, and I think that he did a better job of doing it. In, in, uh, in Boy than he did in Love and Thunder. But anyway. Then we watched one of my favorite new movies, uh, fucking Open Range. I'd never seen that. I'd never heard, heard of this movie ever. And then, like, we watched it, and I fucking loved it, dude. What, a, what an incredible movie this was, man. Like, holy crap. I, I enjoyed this movie so much that the next day after we watched it, I fucking logged on Red Dead Online for a little bit because I hadn't <laughs> fucking... Pl- like, I checked to see when the last time I played Red Dead Online was, and it said January, like January 12th. And I played fucking Red Dead Online for the first time since January because of this movie for a little bit. Because I was like, God damn. God damn, that shit was amazing. After yeah, I really loved Open Range. It was so good. We we watched it in a group watch, and everybody loved the movie. But it was one of those things where it's like, you know what? I kind of fucking wish we did reactions to movies, because I can guarantee you that last act would have gotten so many facial reactions on a camera. Like, it would have been awesome. It's one of yeah, my dude. favorite movies. Like, it really is. It's it's a good movie. That movie's great, dude. I really I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. Um, and then I watched Green Room, which I thought I didn't know I didn't know what the fuck to expect with that movie, but I still enjoyed it. But it was a, it was a, a little uh, what's the word? I'm not uh, don't get it twisted. I don't think it's a bad movie. Before anybody says anything, I I think it's good. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It just it just it just wasn't what I was expecting at all. It was different. I you know I didn't know what the fuck to expect from it, but it was. I don't know, like, 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 even from like the 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 scene of the movie, if that makes sense, like, not a particular scene of the movie, but just like what we're what we're dealing with in terms of like the characters and and the and and what they're you know who they are and 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 what they're going up against. I didn't expect any of that shit, so it was it was just different and and unexpected for me in that way because I don't know what the fuck this movie is gonna be other than like kind of a horror movie, but yeah. And then we then we went to something more wholesome, which is the holiday two thousand six, uh, with uh, you know Jack Black and Kate Winslet and I love her, <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, fuck Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. So watch that. I watched that for the first time. Josh had already seen it uh, multiple times. Was, like favorite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I I had never seen it. I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. So I finally watched that one for the first time. Very wholesome movie. Uh, so yeah. Then I got a couple Marvel things. Finally, finally, finally watched Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Which, by the way, we're gonna be talking about next week. Even though we already watched it and we could talk about it today, I don't want to rush it, and I want to give it its own time so we can kind of talk about it in length. You know. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that next week because today we're talking about Andor. 
So even though we've already seen it, we're going to talk about it next week. So I'm very excited to talk about it, though, because we'll get on to that next week. And then they also released the Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special, which uh, was fun. Uh, it was cool seeing the Guardians again. And it was it was nice, like getting to hear uh, uh, Cosmo and and you know having Kevin Bacon involved and all that was just a goofy, silly, fun time. And I'm sure they all had a good time filming that. And uh, yeah, it was fun. And then the last thing is that we're in, we're in World Cup season, baby. So I've been watching a lot of the World Cup. I actually was watching the last game of the day today before the podcast today, uh, which was Portugal versus Uruguay. Portugal got the 2-0 win. Uh, I missed out on a few games earlier today, but I saw the score and I was like, damn, I got to check out the highlights because they were really good. But yeah, I've been really enjoying the World Cup uh, as I do every four years. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I just love, 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 love watching it. And uh yeah, looking forward to seeing how the rest of the, the the tournament goes, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much been what's been going on, you know. Fun stuff, anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, go ahead, Josh. All right, my turn. So I also watched Last of the Mohicans because we did group watches. Um, I love watching movies with my friends and especially showing them movies that they haven't seen before, but that I really like. So Last of the Mohicans was was one of those. We got to watch that in voice chat one night with a few people that hadn't seen it before. It was fun. It's still one of my favorite movies. The soundtrack is, oh, mwah, mwah. I love it so much. It's so good. Um, I don't talk about music a lot. Uh, and we even did a show on music before with the guest, our guest, uh, uh, uh Alex, yeah. Alex, Alex Pants. And, um, you guys know I don't know music, but I know like scores and soundtracks from like movies and video games, right? And that's kind of what I listen to. And I honestly think that's because of Last of the Mohicans, because it is one of the first soundtracks I ever bought was to this movie. So um, I love that movie. So I, and it was cool to get to watch that with with friends that never seen it. Um, Tulsa King. So Tulsa King is a new show uh, made by the dude that did, that does Yellowstone. It has Sylvester Stallone in it. Um, I've watched the first three episodes. There are, there are three episodes out now, I think. Um, and it it involves uh, Sylvester Stallone playing a, a mobster in New York that gets out of prison after 25 years. And his bosses kind of exile him to Tulsa, Oklahoma and start running mob gangster and mob businesses out there. And it is... It's actually really good. Three episodes in, like, I know DT would love it. I know, like, our buddy Bigfoot would like it. Because um, it's, it's, it's... There's so much... I know, there's right? There's so much TV I need to catch up on. It's it's insane. And, like, just when I think that we don't have any more, like, Willow starts on Wednesday and, like, fucking... I forgot about Willow. On. I'm like, fuck, dude. So, yeah, I'm going to be checking that out. I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to... Are you going to be checking that out? Willow? Willow, yeah. I'll probably check it out. I'll at least check out the first episode and be like, do I want to wait for this to all be out or do I want to watch it as it comes out? You know, like, where can I slot yeah. it in kind of deal? 
because uh, I'm watching Tulsa King, right? So it's like, eh, no, no, yeah. I don't want to get overwhelmed here um, with things. But yeah, I'll probably check it out. We may even do a show on it when it's done. Uh, but yeah, Tulsa King's pretty cool. It's I, I like it because it's like it's showing a dude like getting out of prison after 25 years and seeing how the world is just drastically changed. Um, there's uh, an Uber joke in there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of little jokes that are like, I grew up and I knew when this wasn't a thing, this dude was in jail when this wasn't a thing. So like now he's having to learn all this stuff. It's pretty entertaining. Pretty funny. Like the first episode, he comes across a weed shop and he's like legal drugs. What? It's kind of funny. Um, huh. uh, but yeah, I, I recommend checking it out after three episodes. Fucking Garrett Headlands in it. He plays a bartender. Your boy from uh, fucking uh, Tron. Your main star yeah, Tron from Legacy, Tron. Yeah. Tron Legacy, yeah. Uh, but so far, it's pretty neat. It's worth a watch, I think. Um, so I've watched the first three episodes of that. Uh, one night, I was in voice chat, and there was like nobody around other than our buddy Bigfoot. And I was like, hey, who wants to watch Mortal Kombat? That an- those animated movies. And so Bigfoot and I watched Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, which is like the first in those uh, Mortal Kombat animated movies. Bro. It's so good. It's so good. You got to watch it, DT. Like, Scorpion hands out ass whippings like candy at Halloween, bro. And it's blood <laughs> and gore. And it is, it's Mortal Kombat, but animated. And it's so good. I was, I told Bigfoot, I was like, we got to show Paula this movie just for all the gory kills that happen in it. Because uh, <laughs> it's going to inspire you for D&D, D&D. kills, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you haven't seen the Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, at least check that one out. I don't know how good the other ones are, but I can at least say that this one's actually really good. Um, there's, a, I think there's like three of those Mortal Kombat animated movies. So that one gets a get to check check that out for from me. Um, Open Range DT pretty much said everything you need to know about it. Uh, one of my favorite movies awesome. as well. Awesome movie. Um, <clears throat> the Holiday. Uh, watched uh watched that obviously. Finally saw Wakanda Forever. We'll be talking about that next week. Um, apparently, I have the holiday on my list twice for some reason. Um, hey, man, you just like that movie twice as much, dude. Right. Well, it's Kate Winslet, you know. I I would marry that lady <laughs> if she would have me. Um. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I had a good time with it. I thought it was fun and like wholesome and. It's called a holiday special, but motherfucker, everything in there is Christmas. Like, that whole thing is Christmas. <laughs> uh, everywhere, so. Uh, but recommend watching it. It's funny. It's cute. It's It, it drops some things and probably be like the last fun thing from the Guardians because there's probably going to be a lot of people that die in that next Guardians movie or whatever they do with it. Maybe. Them. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, we had Thanksgiving. That was nice. We had, you know food and all that stuff so that was cool um laptop i got a new laptop guys i don't know if you guys have seen it uh i'm not gonna grab it and pull it up and be like look at this box i'm holding on camera i'm not gonna do that that's stupid (laughs) um but uh well i got a laptop it's part of my christmas this year my old man helped me out uh because we're gonna eventually stream some uh dice making stuff on the channel here 
um, paint, painting and polishing and then showing off all that stuff. So if that's something that might be interesting to you, keep an eye on the channel. Give us a follow if you haven't checked out the channel before you're on Twitch. Um, and that stuff. Weight loss update. We need to talk about it because it's been like pretty much the entire month of November. I haven't been on the, the diet. I've kind of fallen off, not necessarily on purpose, just everything going on and, and groceries and things have just been nuts. I have been keeping up with my weigh-ins every week. And here's where it falls. We are pretty much exactly where we were when we last weighed in. Like everything is exactly the same. Uh, it may have gone up a little bit, which surprised me. I was like, I'm surprised it's only gone up a little bit because I have just been not eating the correct way the past few weeks. So the reason I bring it up, even though it's an embarrassing failure of the diet currently, is because failures happen, guys, and hiding them doesn't mean they don't happen, okay? So it's just facts. Uh, we're a little bit of a failure right now, but it's fine. We're going to get back on track, and we're going to keep rolling with the weight loss. I've been doing really good. I'm really proud of the past uh, 17 yeah, weeks. They're pretty good. Yeah. 17 weeks have been dieting for the most part. So that's like the longest I've ever gone before dieting. And we're going to get back on there and we're going to do well. We're going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, I just want you to know if you're down there watching, you know, at home, watching me go through my weight loss journey, just know that I have failures, man. It happens. You just got to kind of not let it get you down and keep on rolling. Um, so that's where we stand with the weight loss. I'm kind of just breaking even currently. Um, and... Uh, that's pretty much all I've been up to the past week. I'm letting the hair and beard grow out because I'm just gone like full fuck it mode. I don't care. I'm just going to grow it all out and be like the hairiest hippie you've ever seen um, uh, for a little while because I've never grown anything out this long. Like this, my beard, I'm like, Josh, your beard is not that long. I know, guys, but that's long. This is long for me. This is long for me. How long have you watched this show, guys? 139 episodes. I hope you've seen it from the beginning. Have you ever seen a beard this long on my face? No. And it don't grow here either. It's just like, it's just a little bit. Well, it's starting to grow there if you wait long enough, apparently. Um, and, and my hair is just long and just, I'm just a hairy dude right now. I'm going to roll with it and just continue to be a hairy guy. Um, uh, so, yeah, guys, I guess that's what we've been up to. Holy shit, we've been talking about that for like fucking 30 minutes <laughs> hey man it makes we haven't done it in two weeks bro it's all good it's yeah. all good man um yeah but, and there's uh, let's let's get into the main uh, uh main course here we got news to do uh man. so let's do it dt we've swapped over to the news what do we have all right so the first thing we got here is we got a trailer for a game called project the perceiver so let's, let's check, check this out. it out and see what we got here. All it's right, we count down. It's seven minutes, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, oh, holy shit! Let's count it down. You ready? I'm ready. Three, let's go. Two, one, go. Oh, you know what? They should add to guest star a way that we could just both watch the same video without having to do a countdown. You know what I mean? That'd be nice, yeah. Hopefully in the future that's uh, something they could add on. Alright.
我西不散，大唐就不会亡。那就再唱下去吧。到底是人活进了戏里，还是戏本就因人而在？The uh, fighting in this makes me think of Jade Empire a little bit. Right, the, the AI was a little dumb right there, but it's fine. <laughs> I like how they're blocking. Like they're blocking strikes. Hear the clang. I'm having Ghost of Tsushima flashbacks.
戏，仍未终了。而戏中之人。Oh shit, Daniel! I can't hear you. Really? Now I can. What the fuck? Oh, that was weird. Sorry. Uh, I all I was saying was, yeah, all I was saying was, I thought it was over, and it's like, nope, it's still going. Nah, I looked over and I saw your lips moving. I'm like, I don't hear sound. Is it me? <laughs> nah. This took a weird turn. I was expecting. I was like, "Oh, it's kind of like a super, you know, little realistic dealio." Now we're in your mind now and, nope. and weird traversal yeah. shit. Part of me is almost like, is this the same game? Right? Crazy. Alright. I, I figured Project out... Project the, the Procedure. I, I figured out the niche for this game. As you beat bad guys, you're gonna take their mask and you can do their weapons. That's totally what this is, right? It's what it looks like. Mm. You're gonna mega man it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty like much. Like you, you yeah. absorb the uh, the weapons and powers of your enemy. That looks cool. Mm. The fighting looked great. The um, yeah. The I liked the the weapons as they blocked. Were were like they're attacking really fast. A lot of pings, you know, like mar old school martial arts type yeah. movies and stuff. Uh, that looks pretty cool. It's on my radar now. And I didn't even know this was out. I, yeah. I haven't even seen this trailer. That's probably. I put cool. it in here like like weeks ago, and I fucking didn't remember about it until now again so that, that looks that cool is, yeah that's awesome an open world yes, action an game yeah it's an open world a chinese open world action game so that's gonna be very very cool neat all right let's move on to the next thing which is star wars shatterpoint a new miniature skirmish game from the makers of Legion and X-Wing. So we have a little uh, little mini trailer here from Atomic Mass Games. So when you're ready, Josh, we're going to play it. Let's check it out. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Ooh. 
minis look badass. Yeah, it's cool as minis. Oh yeah. So the one thing that I noticed is that this is very Clone Wars theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Star Wars Shatterpoint is a squad-based skirmish combat set in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, it's uh inspired by cartoons from the '80s and '90s, and it will be releasing in summer of 2023. And they have some really really cool characters. A lot of them, which are in the Clone Wars and prequel era. Uh, we see you know Anakin, Obi Wan, Grievous, Bo Katan, Ahsoka, Maul, even Jango Fett got thrown in there. You know, you got, you got Count Dooku. So a lot a lot of cool characters from the, from the Clone Wars era. Um, and yeah, they say that, uh, well, news briefing said that players will be able to mix and match their favorite characters to form custom squads they want to play. Uh, since our launch in 2019, AMG has been, has been on an, an incredible upward trajectory of growth in terms of both our business and our skill as a creative studio, said head of studio, Simone Elliott. While our reach and catalog have grown in sometimes unexpected ways over the last four years, we have remained committed to our studio ethos of creating amazing lifestyle miniature games, both in the Star Wars galaxy and Marvel Universe. It is with this in mind that we have always been careful to consider the impact of any new project or product line and our ability to continue to deliver all goals for our current games entrusted to our care. Shatterpoint joins with Legion, X-Wing, and Armada as not a replacement for any of these amazing Star Wars games but as a new unique option for players looking to dive into the, into the exciting action of the galaxy far, far away. So as you know, sometimes we uh, uh, not only talk about video games, but we also talk about tabletop games as well. And, we do. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a very, this, this is a cool, man. I, I like the look of the minis and everything. Like, like I said, they're very Clone Wars like um, themed and, and all that. And I thought it was interesting that they said that they're inspired by cartoons from the 80s and 90s um well yeah what do you what do you what do you think about shatterpoint john i think it's cool i like um i like minis and uh my issue with like minis is like a lot of the games come you have to put them together yourself and paint them and i'm just not good at that i would like to get good at that uh so if i get the laptop set up right and stuff I might paint some minis, guys, because I have the fucking... Uh, Hell yeah, dude. The fucking Cinder Council needs to be painted, you know? The fucking... D- my D&D player minis that I have of everybody from uh, Frozen Decimation, dude. They gotta be Frozen painted. Frozen Decimation, yeah, They're back bro. there. They're up on the on the shelf right there. I can see them from here. Hell They're yeah. right up there. You guys can't see them. You might can see them. They're right there. Right above my finger. They stand guard, man. Stingard. Also, Baby Yoda and a Stormtrooper up there. Uh, but but yeah, I uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's cool. Like I I I I um I've never played any of those uh, miniature games, like the war games and and like Legion and you know the X Wing stuff. I've never yeah. played any of the games, but man, the minis make you want them. It's like I want yeah, it for real, like. So I haven't played any of those games either, but I've bought a few of those. Like, well, at least I have at least one 
of the X-wing like like mm-hmm. game ships because they look so fucking awesome, dude. The detail and like the and they're already painted, so you don't have to paint them like yourself, you know. So it's like getting the X-wing ships for for that for that game and that system are awesome because like they're just they're really cool little like models basically of like ships. So yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I I also wish that I could like paint and stuff like that too, but man, I just I've never even tried it, so I don't even. Like it's the thing. It's a very like, and I don't want to like just get into it all of a sudden because it's first of all it's very expensive and I already get a bunch of other shit. Right. Second of all, it's 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 just a like trying to just attempt to like paint something even even like a mini that you even if you've never done that before just it just seems like too too much of an expensive like thing to just randomly get into you know. But they're very cool if they are if they were already painted and 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 like just done like that then then they'd be dope but yeah i just i don't i don't see myself getting the ones that are like you have to do yourself just because i i'd be too too scared to fuck them up you know yeah um but nah man like there are people out there that do them and then they they make they make them turn out so incredible and i'm like man that's what a skill you have to have such a like steady hand and such patience to like paint these tiny little fucking you know areas that it's like man i i don't know if i could do that man you know you know it's it's but, it's yeah. funny like we say this stuff like man i don't think i could ever do that but i also never thought i'd be making my own dice and having my own shop and i do right so it's like i really yeah. think we could do it daniel we could we just we just need uh uh we need a way to make our hobbies pay for themselves right which is that's, why we stream and, and selling like, yeah, I make and paint dice and I sell them and it helps me make and paint more dice and I sell them. When I first started doing the dice thing, it was like, I just want to make a set of dice for myself so I can say I did. I've yet to make a fucking set of dice for me. I just sell and make dice for everybody else. Now. <laughs> um, so I would love to get into mini painting. Uh, so guys, you should subscribe to our YouTubes and uh, our Twitches <laughs> and, Everything, and check out the Etsy shop and all that, all that, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> cheap plug. And we, we want to do these things. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, man, that, that's cool. I love mini stuff and I would love to learn to paint. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, what do we got next? My friend. Next up. We have. Uh. Control 2, or, well, Control will be getting a big-budget sequel remedy confirmed. So they're working on a Control 2 to their stylish science fiction action game Control. Uh, The sequel is only at an early concept stage, and it'll take a while, said series director Michael uh, Kasernian. But to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on. It's pretty well funded too. Remedy said that uh, 50 million euros initial development budget had been set in a co-development and co-publishing agreement with 505 Games, which published the original game. Remedy will publish on PC while 505 will handle the console release. The game will be built in the Finnish developer's in-house Northlight engine. Last year, Remedy said it was working on both a multiplayer spin-off for Control and a bigger budget Control game. I'm now proud to confirm that the bigger budget Control game, also known as 
codenamed Heron, is Control 2, full-blown sequel. Said Remedy Chief Executive Taro Fatala. Uh, Remedy is busy, to say the least. Alongside the two Control projects, studios working on Island Wake 2, a survival horror sequel to a 2010 thriller, uh, a free-to-play shooter, a free-to-play cooperative shooter co-published by Chinese giant Tencent, remakes of the first two Max Payne games for Rockstar. Most of these games, most of these games' launch dates seem to be uh, way off. Though. But uh, yeah, so Remedy's busy, man. They're working on a lot of a lot of things. Um, if anyone, cool, I'm still here. I, I just gotta stand up a second. I uh, I liked the uh, I liked the first Control game. I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm curious to see what they do with uh, the next one. Still gotta play it, man. I have it. I, I, I even have that. it installed too. Need to play oh, it. Oh man, yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, play that. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. You know. It's on the list, along with a billion other things that I want to accomplish and do. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. God of War and Horizon and. Battle of War, Horizon, Spider-Man. Yeah, you got Days lots gone. of play, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Those, those are all solid games. Sorry, guys. I had, to let the, this, but, yeah. I had to let the window open because it got... all. The, I turned all the lights on in here, right? And it got hot as shit. So I'm like, I got to let this window open. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The next thing is that Ubisoft has canceled Prince of Persia remake pre-orders, but not the game. Uh, oh, shit. It's a game that went from a one-month delay to an infinite delay to this. Prince of Persia Santa Time remake is totally uh, not, definitely not canceled, Ubisoft says. Publisher is nonetheless refunding those who may have pre-ordered the game after its premature September 2020 announcement. Uh, they posted an FAQ uh, a couple weeks back talking about uh, a lot of questions that their community had. Uh, which was already in February 2021 was uh, was, was pushed back again. Um, But they say that uh, Prince of Persia's Sands of Time remake is not canceled, Ubisoft wrote. The game is currently in development at Ubisoft Montreal. That said, there are currently no plans to remake any other Prince of Persia title, which makes sense given the difficulty they've had delivering this one. Of course, since the game currently does not have a release date, Ubisoft decided to go ahead and cancel pre-orders and issue refunds where necessary. Uh, the developer wanted to get the news in proper order here, as canceling pre-orders outright would lead, lead most to assume the game had been scrubbed. Uh, Prince of Persia has no launch date or window with no pre-order availability. Uh, so we'll see if they uh, if they end up canceling this game in total or not. But as of right now, it's still in development. Remember when it was first which, announced which, and we were all like, oh, Lord, we first saw it. Yeah. We were like, uh-oh. Yeah, I thought it didn't look that good, which, you know, 
it, I think it's I think it's a good thing that they uh, that they're you know keeping it still and, and they're, they're still working on it and all that. But at the same time, it, it reminds me of another game for another franchise that they do called Beyond Good and Evil. And how long have they been working on Beyond Good and Evil Two for? Like for fucking ever, dude. And when is that game ever coming out? You know what I mean? Like crazy, crazy stuff. But I mean, if it if it eventually comes out, then whatever. Hopefully, it'll be worth it. But they have they kind of have a history of doing stuff like this, so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing we have here is. We have the full list of the Game Awards 2022 nominees. So these were announced a while back. We're going to be talking about them here now. The Game Awards are going to be here very soon. Very, very, very soon. They will be, a, they're actually next week, next Thursday. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about them in about two weeks from today. About what happens and what they showed off and all that. Which, by the way, speaking of the Game Awards, I will be... Uh, co-streaming this. Uh, I think Josh may be streaming it as well. But either way, I, I'll I, yeah, well, I'll, sure. I'll probably be streaming it. And if DT is cool with it, I'd love to like just co-stream it and like get both our cameras. Just yeah. I might even use yeah, the Cantina yeah. overlays and just be like, let's you know, roughly, you know, watch it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But let's talk about the nominees here so yeah so we have game of the year best game direction best narrative best art direction best score music best audio design best performance games for impact best ongoing game best indie best debut indie best community support best mobile best vr slash ar best action uh Best action, best action adventure, best role playing, best fighting, best family, best sim strategy, best sports slash racing, best multiplayer, most anticipated, uh, content creator of the year, best adaptation, innovation, and accessibility, best esports game, best esports athlete, best esports team, best esports coach, and best esports event. So I'm going to go ahead and straight up say that I don't give a shit about any of the esports stuff. So Let's we're going to skip all that probably. Because I, quite frankly, I don't care, to be honest. I, I, I don't. Yo, no, like no disrespect. I just don't watch any of it, so I don't. So even, so I even if we did talk about it, I wouldn't have anything. You, you know, good. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't add anything to it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to say because I don't know any of these people. So I don't know anything about esports. Again, no disrespect to them, but I just I don't know shit about it. So I'm. I'm we're not. We're just gonna skip that. Uh, but let's let's start off with the top one, man. The 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 the, the big one, the game of the year. So we have from Asobo Studio and Focus Entertainment, A Plague Tale Requiem, which I have played. I've played that game. It's a great game. Uh, from Software and Bandai Namco's Elden Ring. Uh, Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica and SIE's God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Guerrilla Games and SIE's Horizon Forbidden West. Blue 12 Studio and Annapurna's Stray. And finally, Monolith Soft's slash Nintendo's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, Josh, out of all 
these six games, which one you think is going to take game of the year, man? Honestly, I think it's between God of War and Elden Ring, and I've only played Elden <laughs> yeah. Ring. I haven't played any of these others, to be honest with you. I've seen Stray played. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, get out of here. Like, I don't even know why you're on here. Um... They just wanted to throw a Nintendo thing on there, and they're like, well, Pokemon came out last, you know, like, shortly before this was announced, so they're like, eh. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Played on there. It's between Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, and the ones that take it, I don't know, because I think either one of them is probably worth... Yeah, yeah. I'm worthy of it, you know? Like, I think it could be either yeah. one. Elden Ring, for me, is, is, is the uh-huh. tippy-top, because it, it drugged me in, you know? But it's... Uh, uh, what were you going to say, though, DT? Shit, even I played Elden Ring, but I was going to say, though, I've only played two of these games. I've only played Plague Tale and Elden Ring. However, I would like to play God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Stray. I just haven't gotten to them yet because, well, for God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West, I don't have a PS5, so I haven't, I haven't been able to play those yet. And then for Stray, I just haven't gotten to it yet, but I do want to play that. But I was just, but like Majin says in the chat, like, I'd like Stray to win for the memes. Could you imagine if fucking Stray out of nowhere, like, it's not going to happen, but like, if they gave it to Stray, that would be wild, dude. Like, just, just, that'd be crazy. All right. No, it's not gonna no happen, disrespect. But it'd be hilarious. No disrespect to anybody that likes that game. If that won, I would never watch the Game Awards again. <laughs> Not with this Damn. lineup. Not with this lineup. That That's be... true. This year, <laughs> nice. I feel like I feel like I feel like last year's Game of the Year selection was kind of weak in comparison mm-hmm. to other years. This year is strong again. This is another strong year. I feel like so. I, I'm kind of with you though. I feel like it's gonna be between Elden Ring and Ragnarok. Yeah, I it's think gotta that's... be. It, it, I think it has to be between those two. Yeah, like. As much as I love Playtale Requiem, it's a great game. You guys should definitely go play it if you haven't. But actually, both of them are great. Playtale Innocence and Requiem. But anyway, Horizon Forbidden West, again, I just haven't played it. I love the first one, but I don't have a PS5, so I can't play Ragnarok or Forbidden West. And then Stray, I'm sure, is a really fun game and really cool. I haven't gotten to it yet. I want to, though. Eventually, probably next year, I'll play it at some point. But yeah, I don't, I don't, think, that's, I don't think that's game of the year worthy either. But yeah, for me, probably Elden Ring or Ragnarok. I don't know which one of those is gonna win. It could go either way. But I, but much like you, I've only played Elden Ring, so you know, that's all I can all I can speak on and speak for right now. All right. But anyway, let's talk about best game direction. So we have Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. So almost the same lineup, but no Xenoblade and. Uh, no Plague Tale, and they also added Immortality, so. Best game direction. Again, this is hard for me to say because I've only played one of the games on this list. Um, so, I don't know. It's hard, hard, hard to say for me. You know? For best game direction. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the... Uh... So, best game direction is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Sorry, I was just getting the fucking the actual what yeah, they like use the on their on the on the deal. Yeah, because I get confused on some of this shit. Uh, oh yeah, some of them are quite similar. So yeah, that's fair. The specifics can matter sometimes. I, I 
I don't know either, to be honest with you. Like, outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design, like... I wouldn't know that for any of these games, because I've only ever played Elden Ring. I've only played Elden Ring, right? I haven't played yeah. the, even the original God Wars or the, the original Horizon for, like, a little bit. So, I don't know. I don't know what... Uh, I don't know the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what goes here. All right, well, next thing we got is Best Narrative. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Again, I've only played Elden Ring, so... Oh, you played Plague Tale. Well, yeah, Plague Tale, that's true. Oh, yeah, I played Plague Tale and Elden Ring, so the first two. I would say out of those two, I think I like the 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 narrative of, of Plague Tale Requiem. Because... Yeah, I because Elden Ring is a cool game, but like, is that a game you really play for the story? Let's be real. Yeah, like the narrative for like Elden Ring is told very subtly, like through items, through NPCs that talk to you, through uh, stuff like like that in the environment, things you infer yourself. Uh, yeah. I think it's really hard to be like that deserves the best narrative, <laughs> like. The way it does it is not that's not what it's for. It's not that game isn't like the world building in it is cool, but it's it's yeah. not the most most important thing in Elden Ring, right? So Yeah. Uh while I got a lot out of that, I don't feel like the average person that would play does. And not 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 compared to these other things, right? Like yeah. I'm sure Ragnarok probably has a great narrative. I haven't played it yeah, so I don't Ragnarok. know. But I'm sure it does. But, yeah. Probably has incredible narrative. Yeah, I have. I have played, I, again, I can't speak on it though. I haven't played it. I don't know. Same. Same for like Forbidden West. I'm sure it probably yeah, has a cool West. story. No. I've even heard people say that Immortality game. Honestly, didn't know what it was before today when I watched another stream and they were talking about the nominees like we are. I had no idea what it was until they were talking like, "Don't sleep on that game. It, it, it's it's it it could have a good story or something like to that effect." So. Like, yeah. out of all the ones on here, Elden Ring is least likely to win this one, in my opinion. I can pick, yeah. I can pick you out the least likely to win some of these awards, but the most likely, <laughs> for sure, yeah. <laughs> so, so what is Immortality an FMV? What is this game? Yes, I, it's I, like I, I'll a, be honest, I didn't know about this either. It's it's an FMV game, and I, I and like a point and click, I think. But apparently, it's quite good. It's got really high reviews. Um, yeah. I just looked it up on Steam and I'm like, yeah, that's a. Uh, Choose your uh, own adventure in noir, hidden object game. Well, you know, one of those I types mean, of I deals. I like noir, so cool. Apparently, it's got nudity in it, and Twitch doesn't like that though. Uh, so I don't know if well, you that's... can even stream it. It's not like a porn know. game. I mean. For the most part, I feel like when you stream games on Twitch, like if it's not like the main focus and they have nudity, then it should be fine. That's the only reason I brought it up uh, though, was because like Zeke was talking yeah, about it and and he was like, he played it. I guess I guess he streamed it and he was like, yeah, they had nudity in it. And Twitch don't like that, so I don't know what the deal was. But if it's not on a list somewhere oh. saying it's banned, you could probably play it on stream. Also, it's only fifteen bucks right now, and it's usually only twenty bucks. So, 
Which, by the way, speaking of Steam, there's a Steam sale until tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's true. So, or 10 a.m. Pacific, I should say. That's true. So, if anything out there you guys want to get or need to get, go check it out, man, because you got till tomorrow. Or if there's anything you want to buy for us, <laughs> you know, you can hook hey. a brother up. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Let's... Help me get more informed on some of these nominees right here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Uh, let's, what's let's, next? What else, what else we got here? So the best thing is we have best art direction. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I don't... Best art direction. What would you even... Man, from what I've seen from Stray, it's very beautiful. And I think the the art in that is really cool. I like the whole, like almost cyberpunk futuristic kind of dealio they got going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what else so, that's our direction for, the, for you guys at home. It means for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Um, the most artsy game on this list, as disgusting as it is, is scorn. And if it was yeah. going to win an award, at all, it would probably be here because I don't think the game is good <laughs> from what I under I actually understand. But that's not what this award's about. It's not about if the game's good. It's about the art of the game. And Scorn is fucking nasty <laughs> looking. Uh, yeah. So it it could win this one. Um, I could see that. Yeah, honestly, I'd probably say this one might. Yeah, out of all of them, probably Scorn. But I could see Stray getting. Yeah, straight. I could see some stuff from Elden Ring too, though. Like, uh, like a lot of the the armors and weapons and 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 I guess creatures would count as art direction, right? Or would it not? I don't know. A lot of the cool stuff like that, all that stuff looks really neat. But if 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 there was ever a category for scoring to win, it would probably be this one. Uh. Even though I think that game looks nasty and I will never, ever, ever, ever play it. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. Next thing we got here is best score in music. So we have Oliver Derivier from uh, Plague Tale Requiem, which that game has incredible music. I've Now that I've played it, phenomenal music. Great, mm-hmm. great shit. Uh, Sukasa Satio from Elden Ring. Uh, Bear McCree from God of War Ragnarok. That that soundtrack is a banger. I've I listened to some of it, even though I haven't played the game. Oof, that shit's great. Two uh, Two Feathers from for Metal Hell Singer, and Yasunori Mitsuda from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. This one is gonna be interesting because a lot of these games have really fucking great music. So. I played the I demo know. for Metal Hellsinger and the fucking music for it fucking is dope. It's fucking great. But that's the thing. It's like, if you look at this list, just about everything on it is fucking great. Like, I love yeah. a lot of the music in Elden Ring. Uh, Bear McCreary? Bro. Like, come on. He's, he's great. Like, um. this would be a hard category to pick, I'm a, um, And really... It could go to just about anybody here for the most part, I feel like. Like like I feel this is one of those categories where it's like I feel like everybody here is worthy of winning this, you know? Like yeah. there's some things, no offense to Xenoblades, but you're in game of the year 
uh, nomination, and uh, you would be my last pick, man. And I think you'd be last pick for everybody that's going to vote on that. So, But you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody on this list could be, like, they're worthy of the game of the year. Or, sorry, the music. Best sound in music. Sorry. Brain fart. Uh, yeah. Which we don't even have to read the, the category for this. Do you have a guess, DT? Anything on here? Uh, for your... Uh, I don't know, man. I... I... I, I really don't know. Like, the, any of these could win, like you said. So I have no idea. Because, like, Metal Hussinger is basically a music game, right? It's like a music shooter, whatever. So that already is a huge part of the music. God of War Ragnarok, Bear McCreary, phenomenal. Plague Tale Requiem's music is fucking f- fantastic. And then Elden Ring has some pretty solid music in it, too. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, could, I could see it going either way. I'll always I'll remember that. booting up Elden Ring in that opening... Din, 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 din. You know, it starts up fucking the, the opening theme. It's been a minute since I heard it, but you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. When you hit that fucking start button and the music starts, that's going to be forever seared into my brain. I don't have a pick here because it's just goddamn. That's a tough one. Yeah, so we got best audio design next. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring. God of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. So, And again, this is for best audio design. And that means recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. I have no fucking clue because I haven't played anything on this list but Elden Ring, so I don't know what any of it sounds like. Other than Elden Ring. Yeah, I've played a little... I played the beta of Modern Warfare 2 and uh, Elden Ring, but besides that, yeah, I haven't played much, so... I don't know if I had the like if I had the guess maybe like Gran Turismo probably or some you know I'm not sure though I don't I don't know what we're looking at yeah I don't know I have no clue I'm not even gonna make it a I'm not gonna make a pick here because it would be dumb because <laughs> I haven't played yeah. any of this other shit and it's gonna kind of be the same for me for best performance too that we're fixing to go to. Like, yeah, well, speaking of best performance, we that's that's our next category. So we have Ashley Birch from Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney from uh, Big Tail Requiem, Christopher Judge in God of War Ragnarok, Man Engaged from Immortality, and Sunny Sujik from God of War Ragnarok. So again, I'm, so for me, I'm gonna go with Charlotte McBurney. I know she's probably not gonna win, but that's the only one I've the only game I played, and she was pretty great in that. So I'm gonna go with her for now. But it could probably be. Where's my Elden shit. Ring protagonist voice performance at, man? Come on. <laughs> like, come but on. I, you I you guys didn't hear me in voice so chat be... playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't played Horizon, so it could be Ashley or it could be, you know, either one of the God of War guys or I don't know. Zeke, I, I just, I Zeke said it, Man Engage was great in Immortality, but I can't say that because I haven't played it. But he was saying that on the Drop Frames. So I don't know. That's cool. That's cool. Hasn't did Christopher Judge win before? Didn't he win on the last God of War? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I feel like he did. There was at some point where him and Boy were on stage. Were they doing a nomination for a thing instead? I can't remember. Maybe I don't know. I think. <sighs> I don't know if he did, because I remember, because I think the year that God of War came out, Roger Clark won for Red Dead. Oh, that's right. So, 
Maybe that's so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, oh, maybe this would be his year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again, it's hard to tell. I've not, I've not having played the game, man. Because I don't know what happens in the game, you know. So anyway, yeah. Games, games for impact. Uh, a memoir, blue, as dusk falls, citizen sleeper, ending extinction is forever. Hindsight, and I was a teenage exocolonist, which I would be straight up. I haven't played any of these. Uh, and here's the what only they one... are. So it, it means for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. So as you can see, DT and I really play thought-provoking games. We really do. <laughs> yeah, I really do. No, but the, what, the I have, like, As Dusk Falls is a game that I have heard about. Yeah, I know what it ones, is. though, like, not so much, to be quite honest with you. Not that I have anything against playing these types of games. It's just no. not usually the type of games that I would uh, gravitate towards. Although a lot of times they're indie games, and they are, and they're just kind of different. They don't suit my my play style. It's not that I think they're bad or anything. It's just like, yeah, you know, like they're they're, they're a dialogue heavy type of game, and that's just not. Like usually for me, unless it has like a bunch of action or is like a super RPG dealio, I'm very picky. So it's nothing against these games or anything like that. So I have no idea what wins here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wolfenstein has a positive social message. Fuck Nazis. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I played Wolfenstein too, man. Hell yeah. You know, shooting, stabbing, strangling Nazis. Just another day for old BJ Blazkowicz. Boy, BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah. Man, that dude should have won an award for being that character. I I enjoy his uh his monologues. Anyway, uh, what we'll just move on to the next category, DT, because I don't think best, he puts up a pick. Yeah, best ongoing game: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I'm gonna go with Fortnite this time around. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Fortnite or Final Fantasy. Uh. Final Fantasy is really great at at, at uh, doing their thing and listening to their player base and stuff and doing they have a plan yeah. and they really care, right? Fortnite is just great at throwing out content. Here's a season pass. Well, that season pass is done. Here's a little break. Here's a season pass. Here's a cool skin. Here's a cool skin. Yeah. Here's a cool skin. That season pass collab. is done. Here's a cool skin. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah. So they're great at that. Um uh, So yeah, I I definitely That's could cool. see either one of those winning. All right, best indie we have: Call of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I've heard all these games are amazing. Yeah, I've I've heard all these games are cool. Like I've I've seen streamers play Cult of the Lamb. I've been in some other cults and whatnot. And it's it's a fun little game to watch. Neon White is not really my kind of game. But I will say that it looks kind of cool. I just I'm just not really into card games, so that that does, that really kind of turns it off for me. But mm-hmm. uh, looks cool. Uh, Sifu, cool little martial arts kind of game. I haven't played it. I I would like to though because it looks fun. Uh, Stray, I definitely want to play eventually. Like I said earlier, and then Tunic, yeah, it seems like a nice little like Zelda Legend of Zelda esque kind of game. But you play like a fox or something. So yeah. I'm going to throw a guess. I'm going to do a guess on this one, even though I didn't do some of the previous ones. I'm going to guess Tunic. That's my guess. 
All right, that's Josh's uh, prediction. Tunic. I don't know. I could see honestly any one of these winning. They're all pretty solid. Um, I, if I had to guess, maybe maybe Stray. Stray. Maybe Stray. That's fair. But yeah, I could see any of these winning. And then we move on to the next category, which is best debut indie. So we have Neon White again, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivor. So those are our games this time around. I was very confused. I went too far ahead and I was like, what the fuck am I on right here? <laughs> uh uh Vampire Survivor. That that game was pretty big for a little while there, huh? It Early created season. its own genre. Like like there's a lot of spin-offs of this type of game now. And honestly, it's a little bit of a slap in the face that it's not in some other categories. I'm uh, Cause that game was kind of big, kind of big. You got a guess, DT? Well, uh, best debut indie. I don't know. I had straight for the other category, but honestly, I could see them one in this one. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I maybe I mean Vampire Survivor was pretty big. Tunic was was. I've heard things about as well. Neon White as well. I don't I don't know, man. The only one of these I haven't really heard about is Norco. So I don't really know like what that's about, but looking at it up looking it up on Steam pretty quickly, it's a text based point and click adventure. Uh set in South Louisiana. So I mean it looks kind of cool, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, man. Not really sure what, what what could win this one. Again, I th- I feel like this is another one that could be like any one of these because I just I don't know I haven't I haven't really played any of them, so I don't really have too strong of like you know things to say on it. But yeah. Uh, All right. What's best the next category? Community best community support. Okay. So we have Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen. Fortnite and No Man's Sky. What do you think, Josh? So this is for recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, inclusion of social media activity, and game updates slash patches. It could be any of those last three, but my heart always goes to No Man's Sky for what they did with that game. Turned it around and turned it into its own fucking word. Like when a game fails, we're always like, man, I hope they can pull a No Man's Sky. You know, like, so for me, for me, No Man's Sky should be its own category. Who is the best No Man's Sky? That's what they should rename this award to. Instead of best community support, best No Man's Sky. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I think I would, I'd go with them as well. No Man's Sky. They, they've consistently for years now, have been like, just trying to rectify their like entire like just situation with that game like, mm-hmm. and and they've just been continuing to pump shit out so and just the so, way they stood by yeah. it all these years later and free content free mm-hmm. content a lot of it a lot of it we've talked about it on the show yeah fucking no man's sky every time i'll vote for them all right best mobile 
We have Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Stay with me, baby. What do you think? Marvel Snap? Snap? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, Even though that's I haven't what played it. Too. Even though I haven't played it, just yeah. all the buzz around it and all that. Yeah, it, I, I, it, I think so as well, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, some of these have been around for a while, like Apex Legends and Diablo Immortal and like Genshin and stuff. And Marvel Snap has really been like the one that's kind of like come in, coming in hot and like taking over. So I would say Marvel Snap because I, I, there's been people that we know that have been playing this like that I think normally wouldn't play like this kind of stuff or just got into it like, you know, all of a sudden or anything or something like that, you know, and this just been, been like even people who are not big on Marvel, I feel like are playing it. So that's, uh, I think that's mm-hmm. a strong point towards, you know, in its favor. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think Marvel snap. Yeah. Yep. 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 Best VR slash AR. We have after the fall among us, VR bone lab, Moss Book 2 and Red Matter 2. So I don't really know particularly too much about VR and AR because I don't have one. So I tend not to pay attention to that stuff as much because I just don't, you know, I don't really, I don't really care because I don't have a, a VR right now. But I have heard a bit about Bone Labs uh, or Bone Labs. So if I had to, if I had to guess, I would probably say that one. But I don't, again, I don't know too much. So it could be something else. Uh- I don't know. I'm just gonna guess Among Us because I don't know. Even I have a VR and I don't even fucking know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We have best action game. We have Bayonetta three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Um, I've only played one of these. If if we if we're not counting betas, so. TMNT Shredder's Revenge is the one that I've played. I really enjoyed that one. However, I could see Sifu taking this one. Or even Call of Duty, to be honest, just because of how big that game is. I was going to say, I think it's Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty wins here. Probably, yeah. All right. Best action slash adventure. We have Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I feel like whichever game doesn't get game of the year is going to get this one. Just to be like, right. oh, you didn't win game of the year, so you can have this one, you know? Or maybe they'll be they'll just double down and be like, you won game of the year, you also take this shit too. Boom. So I don't know. I really don't know. It could be, I think it could be any, any one of the first three. I agree, no. but I think it's going to be God of War. It could be any of those first three, though. Uh, best role playing Elden Ring, Live a Live, or Live Alive, however you say that. I don't know what that game is. Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I still want to play, by the way. Like, out of all the Pokemon games, like, even more so than Scarlet and Violet, I think I want to play Arceus more. Uh, Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So, those are our options for best role playing. So, Elden best Ring RPG, by a country mile. In my Elden opinion, Ring for Josh, and I will probably go with Elden Ring as well. Because I mean, apart from the fact that that's the only one that I've played, so 
best fighting games. We have DNF Duel, which I don't even know what that is. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters, 15, uh, Multiverses, and Sifu. I probably am going to go with Multiverses on this one. So, DT, I saw this on Drop Frame, so I got to bring it up on our show. It's actually not Best Fighting Game. It just says Best Fighting. Uh, Oh. And it says, for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Now, how is Sifu okay. on here if it's head-to-head combat? Are they considering, like, like um, so the I, NPCs I heard... as, as head-to-head? Like, is that what we're talking yeah. here? So I, I heard about the controversy with this, that people are like, oh, well, why is Sifu considered a fighting game or whatever? And I, I actually was on Twitter one day, and Jeff Keighley was having one of his, like, come in and t- listen Discussion and talk to things? me while I'm on Twitter kind of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. And I, like, hopped into it, and somebody asked him this question. And they were like, well, you know, they asked him about why Sifu's considered a fighting game. And he's like, oh, you know, it, it, it's a, it's hard to classify some of these things sometimes because, like, it is a fighting game, even though you don't have, like, a, per- a, a, a real, it's, it's not person. PvP, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, even though it's not PvP kind of deal. And he's like, well, it's also like hard to put these things in the categories sometimes because some of them are very limited. He also like uh mentioned like uh, a couple one of the categories are gonna be coming up here in, in a little bit, the sports and racing one. We'll get to that when we get to that. But but like it, he also talks about like there being like a like a committee of people that come up with this and not just him, and it's kind of like you know tough to get everything into a, a category and you know uh but but yeah, he 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 touched on like yeah, basically like it it is like even though, like, he 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 said that he kind of agrees with it a little bit, but it's also like it is it is still kind of is a fighting game even though it's not PvP and like there are other games that could be described as multiple, uh, categories as well. Like I forget what the game he was talking about, but he mentioned another game where it's like oh it could be an RPG or it could be you know this or that or like you know what categories do you throw them in you know when when you know. But anyway, um, I I have heard about that, and to be honest, like, like even though it's not like a like a PvP fighting game, I still I still have I don't have an issue with Sifu being in here. It's still it's still an action slash fighting game, even though you're not fighting another real person. You know, like I I kind of I get where people are coming from with that, but like I don't know. I just you know what's I, funny I, I, to me, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It, it's already in the action category. So why is it in yeah. the fighting category? Because a lot of these things don't double up necessarily on like the genre. Um uh, well, uh categories so... because like Elden Ring could easily fit in action adventure or action, right? Like, but it's only in action yeah. adventure. Yet Sifu is in action and fighting. So I find that a little confusing. But it's not a big deal. But the thing that makes it, like, confusing is, like, they say head-to-head in the category over on their website. And when I think head-to-head, I think PvP players facing yeah, off each you. other head-to-head, you know? Like, head-to-head. Yeah, no, that's, that's just something that they'll have to, like, figure out, of like, next time around or, or you know. Very minor. Very minor yeah. nitpick. But it was just like, huh, that's kind of strange. But what ifs? It's not a big deal that it's there. Um, total shot in the dark. I think DNF duel takes it. I don't know why. Just total shot. Okay. So the prediction, right? To the, to you kids I'm, I'm, keeping track. I'm, of, uh, 
I'm gonna go with multiverses, and Josh goes with DNF Duo. There you go. All right, best family game. You have Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon Three. I'm going with my heart. I'm going with my heart, and I want Lego Star Wars to win because I had a good time playing this game, and it was a lot of fun. But I could, I don't know, I could, I could see Kirby taking it or switch sports or even Splatoon Three. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm going with my heart, and I want Lego Star Wars. I'm I, my my heart also goes Lego Star Wars, but I think Mario Rabbids puts up a decent fight. Like I heard a lot of good things about that new one. Uh, the other stuff, I don't know. Kirby was hot when it first came out, and then we got the he can eat a car and turn into a <laughs> Kirby car and look really weird. Uh, uh, so I think it's between okay. Lego Star Wars and Mario Rabbids. All right. We have, after that, best sim slash strategy. We have Dune Spice Wars, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. What are you going with on this one, Josh? Well, first, I'm going to throw a little bit of a hissy fit that I don't think Dune Spice Wars should be on here because it's early access and not fully released. So putting it up for an award, I don't like. Uh, and my second pick mm. is Total War Warhammer 3. By a gigantic margin, and I play a lot of sim and strategy games, guys. So, yeah, okay. I really? I agree with you on on Dune Spice Wars. I don't think you should be including early access games up for awards until they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that. In terms of like what I would choose, I have no idea. I I don't. Uh, Josh plays more sim sim slash strategy games than I do these days, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe Mario plus Rabbids or maybe Warhammer three. I don't know. The biggest reason I think Warhammer is sure. gonna win here is like their big, their third game came out and their gigantic mega campaign, right? That combines all three games came with it, and I think that is like what will give it the edge here. Okay. Personally, I see. I, I can see that. All right, that makes sense. All right. Uh, best sports slash racing game. So this is another thing that Jeff Keighley was talking about when I was listening into that discussion thing on Twitter. He said that like some people are like kind of upset that they're combining racing with sports when you know they could be two different categories. You know, but uh, you know you don't want to have too many categories and you kind of have to con consolidate some things together and whatnot. And anyway, so we have best sports and racing. We have F one twenty twenty two, FIFA twenty three. NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. So I haven't played either one of these. Uh, I I actually was wanting to get FIFA because I've had I haven't played a FIFA game in about ten years, and I like really want to, especially because of the World Cup right now. I'm like, man, I really would like to play like another FIFA game. Uh, but I just I still haven't played either one of them. 2K I I played the last year's 2k not not this year's so i can't speak on that but i mean it's but you kind of know what you're getting with that basically the same shit over and over again if i had to guess if i had to guess i would say maybe gran turismo might take it but i don't know i have no fucking clue the only sports game i play is mlb the show and it's not on here so 
I have yeah, no clue. Well, 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 that you know, it's funny you should bring that up because as I was listening to the Jeff Keighley thing, he also brought that up. And he said that the reason why it's not on here is because the people that choose what games go up on here are very international. So, like, baseball isn't as big of a thing yeah. in other countries. Baseball is only big here in, like, J- Japan, of all places. Japan has huge baseball, right? But, like, they're the only ones. Uh, but, yeah, that's, like, the only sports game I really play is MLB The Show. Uh, so I can't, I can't really have a guess. I, I'd probably take DT's guess with the Gran Turismo. I guess. Yeah, I probably go. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I think I'm thinking Gran Turismo. But you never know. It could be FIFA or something. Uh, best multiplayer: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, Splatoon Three, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. As much as I like TMNT, I don't think it's getting that one here. Got my heart though. Got my uh, heart though. So I could <laughs> see probably Call of Duty taking this one. Probably, probably Call of Duty. Yeah. All right, most anticipated game. Final Ooh. Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, or Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Which what's so first of all, there there's two questions in here, Josh. What is your most anticipated game in this category? And then the second one, which one do you think is going to win? So, two questions. For uh, most anticipated. The one I want that I, but yeah, one, my most anticipated, most my yes. most anticipated, anticipated is the Final Fantasy, the the okay. that one, the one yeah, I think is going 16. to win, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the dark horse, Hogwarts okay. Legacy. So Darfield uh, also has a decent chance, uh, maybe even a little bit more than Hogwarts, but uh, I think. Uh, I think what would help Hogwarts here is is they've actually put out a lot of videos and stuff. Whereas Starfield, they put out videos, but it's them sitting there interviewing for like, and that's just not exciting. Whereas the Hogwarts stuff was like, hey, look at this common room. Hey, you can join these houses. Hey, here's some of this quest line. Hey, here's some of this. Here's some of that. Here's flying on a broom. Here's, you know, it's, it's all that stuff. And for me... That puts it ahead of Starfield because Starfield hasn't really like. They haven't shown me like that video that's like. All right, you're in, right? It's just little snippets, whereas Hogwarts is giving you a lot. So I think that's that gives it an edge. Yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. So Josh is looking forward to Final Fantasy sixteen yeah, the most, you? but he thinks but he thinks Hogwarts is gonna win. So for me. What am I most anticipated for? I think, oh man, like my real most anticipated is not even on this list. But, but <laughs> out of these options, out of these options, man, I don't even know, dude. Because like, like I, I'm, I'm like slightly interested in all of these, some more than others. But I don't know if there's like, oh man, one that I'm like super heavily, like super heavily most anticipated over any of them oh zelda's got a good shot i didn't pay uh, attention to it but yeah i i i think zelda's the one that's gonna win the the most anticipated vote i think out of all of these it's gonna be zelda and as much as like you've said that like hogwarts is gonna help it for the for the uh the uh the videos and stuff that they've shown Mm -hmm. i think what's gonna hurt is the jk rowling stuff yeah um, for that game um I think 
Starfield would get more hype if it was if it wasn't like as boring with kind of the stuff that they've been showing. Um, I think Resident Evil Four has a pretty strong chance to get a lot of hype too because that's a very beloved Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are looking forward to it. They've been doing a pretty good job pumping out some of the other remakes. So, I think that has a shot. But I think Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to be most anticipated. And and I and then, you know what? I'll probably I would probably go with that one as my most anticipated too out of these because I really like Breath of the Wild and uh, you know we're getting more of that than I'm I'm about it. So, out of you all want to know these, something funny? Probably probably Legend of Zelda. That title was so long that I, I, I immediately stopped reading it and didn't even realize Zelda was on the second list. Because if I did, I wouldn't have said, eh, it's between this and like Starfield. It's between Hogwarts, Starfield, and Zelda, I think. Uh, <laughs> the problem is that title is so long that I got to The Legend of and was just like, you know what, I'm going to stop reading and look at this other stuff. <laughs> my ex- Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, my Zer- attention span's very small. So that's what I'm going with, and that's what I think is going to win too. So. Gotcha. Uh, content creator of the year. I don't even know half of these people, even though I'm a content creator. So I'm just going to skip it. I know Ludwig. That's about it. Ludwig. Yeah, I know, I know. I know Ludwig and QT Cinderella. Other than that, I don't know who the fuck any of these other people are. I'm gonna be straight up. So we're gonna skip that. And I'll also no be honest when I say I just don't know you guys. I don't really care about you guys because I don't know you guys either. So I'm not wasting my time on you. All right, All right, what's the best adaptation? Best adaptation. We have Arcane League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. So out of all of these, I've only seen Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Uncharted. Um, I want to watch <laughs> Arcane because I hear it's good. I've seen season one of The Cuphead Show, but not season two. And Sonic the Hedgehog 1 was pretty good, but I haven't checked out the second one yet. So for me... I'm going with Cyberpunk because I fucking love Cyberpunk Edge Runner. So that is going to be the one for me because I really, really, really love that one. That that was phenomenal. I I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. Mm. I think it's between Cyberpunk and Arcane. No disrespect to those other things, but those two yeah. are the ones that got the most hype. I haven't seen either one of them yet, and they're on the list to get watched. Like I really need to watch Cyberpunk. Um, and I'll probably start throwing it on when I'm working on dice stuff down at the workshop yeah so i want cyberpunk to win that's my choice but i think arcane's gonna take it because everybody and their moms butting their pants over arcane you know it's true so i think that's gonna take it but and i haven't seen it though so i I have nothing you know I i have no 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 one way or the other thoughts about it but i but i have seen cyberpunk and i love it so i'm i'm going with that uh innovation and accessibility is the next category we have as dusk falls god of war ragnarok return to monkey island last of us part one and the quarry uh out of all of these i've only played the quarry and and the accessibility tools and that i don't even know if i really mess with so I don't know. Maybe either. The Last of Us. Maybe The Last of Us takes this one because I know they have pretty so, great. Somebody said you can play The Last of Us Part One blind. Like you can literally play that game blind, and it's kind of hard yeah. to be like, I don't think that's gonna win. Being able to play a video yeah. game blind would be fucking dope. You know, like if, you know. Yeah. So like, 
that's cool. I did remember remember when the quarry before it came out, they were like, you can just set the game to auto and just watch it like a movie. That's kind of yeah. cool. You know, you like play with your friends, you could play it like as a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I accessibility is not like a thing I look at a lot in games, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but I always like when they show off like the stuff that they're doing to make games more accessible, like before a game comes out, like I'm pretty sure we we read an article on God of War that was about their accessibility at one point. I think it's really cool that they do that. Um, so I it's agree. pretty cool. I, I, I don't know what to win here. Uh, probably uh, Last I'm, of Us. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to mm. guess Last of Us. That's the one I'm going to guess. But it's it's cool, man. It's cool that they have a category for it. And it's cool that there's a bunch of games on here that are even considered for it. So I agree. Awesome. The rest of these categories are esports stuff. And I mentioned at the top of this that I don't respectfully. I don't care because I don't watch any of that. And I, I have nothing to add on to that anyway. And I'm sure Josh is the same. So we are just going to go ahead and skip that. So. All right. That's those are the major ones uh, right there. Uh, the rest of it is, you know, like I said, esports. So, yeah, interesting nominees for, for game of the game awards this year. Uh, I can't wait to watch it in about uh, a week and a few days from now, and we're gonna be talking about it in about two weeks. So that'll be that'll be good. See you later, Yorko. Uh, yeah, we're on gonna to be here a while, here. guys. This is a long show. <laughs> Hope you're ready. <laughs> it is. We have th three weeks, of, three weeks of news. The casual bond. So here we go. You got a gameplay trailer for Warhammer 40k Rogue, Rogue Trader. Yeah. Let's check it out. So if you're ready, Josh. On a three. On a two. And on a one. You gonna press play right about now owlcat games so excited for this the coronas the coronas what i'm, I'm kidding imperiums, <laughs> imperiums. Frontier, a foul haven for the enemies of mankind it is the hunting ground of the rogue Man. traders unique and powerful servants of the imperium here, they seek out new worlds and servants. Here, they discover heresy and deceit. Ancient machines. Murderous Xenos. Bam. Zealots. In these dark reaches, the Emperor's light is faint. It is the rogue trader's duty to navigate through this dangerous unknown. For they have the power to feed the Emperor's flame, or to plunge millions of worlds into darkness. Huh. By yeah, the Emperor. Edition. That's a pretty cool statue, actually. 
So these are the guys that did Pathfinder. They're doing a Warhammer 40k game. We talked about it previously. I'm super excited for it. I can't wait for it. I want it now. I need it now, but I'm not going to get it now. But uh, <laughs> When does it come out? Probably next year sometime, maybe. Uh, they're going to do like an early access thing, I think, where they do like the first act. I think. I feel like I read that somewhere. But yeah, I'm excited for that. That 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 that's if you know me, sure. those games are, are on my list, so Yeah. Alrighty. Let's move on to the next thing here because we got quite a bit of news and we're still in the gaming news, so let's let's try to get through some of these. Let's 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 speed her up. We Fast got uh, Dead Dead Island 2 delayed to April. Uh, originally out on February 3rd, this upcoming zombie game will now hit PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, and PC on April 28th. It's a delay of roughly 12 weeks, which isn't too much, considering how long we've they've been people have been waiting on this one uh, for like close to a decade now. Uh, for why they uh, delayed the game, they said uh, the team wants more time to ensure the game is the best it can be at launch. They had a full statement, which reads as... We have some important news to share, so let's rip that band-aid off straight away. We are delaying Dead Island 2. The new release date will be April 28th, 2023. The irony of delaying Dead Island is not lost on us, and we are as disappointed as you undoubtedly are. The delay is just 12 weeks short of, and uh, development is on the final straight now. We're going to take the time to, we need to make sure we can launch the game. We're proud to launch. For those of you who've been waiting for years, thank you for hanging in there with us in the meantime. We'll be releasing an exciting new trailer and gameplay uh, at, at the Dead Island 2 Showcase, which will premiere December 6th on our Twitch and YouTube channels, as well as the Dead Island website. So that'll be on the 6th, which is uh, next week. Next week, next Tuesday. So I feel kind of bad for the devs because they're like, we know there's irony to this, that we're going to have to delay this. So you know behind the yeah. scenes they had to be like, Oh fuck! You know, like we're gonna have to delay yeah. this. So uh, my heart goes out to him. But second thing is like, I don't. I honestly don't care anymore if a game gets delayed. I really don't. And neither should you guys, because you want a polished, awesome game to play, and not a steaming pile of shit. All right. I agree. So yeah, I don't get all hot and bothered anymore about it. But yeah. That's all I got to say on it. Like, I feel bad for the devs because they're they're obviously anticipating like some backlash, but they ain't gonna yeah. get it from me, dog. They working hard. Ain't getting it from me either, man. I mean, I I, I saw you and played the other ones, so you know. Which, by the way, we should uh we should we should co-stream some of those deadline games at some point. Yeah, we gotta get it done, yeah, sometime. Yeah. All right, what's next, DT? All right, next thing is uh, Volition. Is set to become part of Gearbox after Saints Row failed to meet expectations. So the reboot for Saints Row was released back in August, and while some players were happy with the end result, others were not. And now, due to Saints Row failing to meet the full expectations of the Embracer Group, developer Volition will become part of the Gear will become part of Gearbox Entertainment. Uh, this news comes from Video Games Chronicle, uh, which reports that Embracer CEO Lars Pinkfers discussed his transition in a statement released alongside the company's second quarter earning earning results. Uh, and he says the reception of Saints Row did not meet the full expectations and left the fan base partially polarized. For said in a statement, the game development studio Volition 
has been working hard to improve the player experience. Financially, Saints Row has performed in line with management expectations in the quarter. Going forward, Volition will transition to become part of Gearbox, which has all the tools, including an experience management team in the U.S. to create future success at Volition. Uh, Wingfors notes that this is the first time the company has performed an internal group transfer where we transfer a major studio between operative groups, but says that it is not necessarily the last. So, yep. That's, yep. Uh, the re- that's the result of uh, Saints Row, the reboot. We talked about it, and we were like, man, that... that <sighs> it was... It, it was not good from that very first announcement trailer that we saw, right? It was like, yeah. uh-oh. And I don't know if it ever really fully recovered from it, even though it did kind of ruin us over a little, little bit with each it, video uh, they put yeah. out. I, I, yeah, I was going to say that it did kind of win us over a little bit with some of the, the customization videos and some of the other stuff here and there. But like, I still haven't even gotten the game yet, you know? So. Yeah. And then the I other thing know, is, man. like, they had bugs and stuff when their game launched. And DT and I... Like, we'll give something the benefit of the doubt, right? We're like, okay, those those videos were great. They're winning us over. That's just me and DT, and you guys have seen how, like, we're always like, hey, it's not a big deal if a game gets delayed. It's not a big deal if something like this happens, something like that happens. Yeah. There's people, I think the vast majority of people ain't like us, man. Like, no. that, so... People get big mad over delays, dude. So, like, for Saints Row... People were upset over from that first trailer. They won us over, but they didn't win those other people back over. Um, so, which is a little unfortunate. And then when you release a game that's buggy and crashes and has performance issues, like... That kind of just puts it on. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, it's just not good. So... Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Anywho. Indeed, indeed. I, that being said, I still want to try out that reboot at some point. Cause, like, I do, it, too. It, 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 like... It like got me. It won me over enough that I do want to try it because I remember when it was like you said we're saying when it was first announced. Boy, did I have like zero, damn near zero interest in that game. But um, I do want to try it out at some point. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna gonna have to wait. Uh, what's next? The next thing we have here is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has has the best, or has achieved the best launch weekend sales in Nintendo history. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold more than 10 million combined units over its launch weekend, claiming the top spot for the most three-day launch weekend software sales in Nintendo's history. The number, which includes physical and downloadable copies, is reported by Nintendo, already places Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in the top 15 best-selling Nintendo Switch titles of all time. In this three-day number, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have already outpaced lifetime sales of games such as Splatoon 3, Kirby in the Kingdom, and the Forgotten Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, the current overall best-selling Nintendo Switch title is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Which has sold just over 48 million units as the end, as of the end of September. Uh, Pokemon franchise occupies three of the ten slots in the lifetime Nintendo Switch software sales, with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at number ten, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl at number eight, Sword and Shield at number five, and Pokemon 
uh, Scarlet and Violet just need to sell just under 5 million more combined copies of Kraken of the top 10. Uh, you know, all of this is amazing to me considering how buggy and shit this game ha- these games have been, you know? Obviously, there's the hype that has been surrounding these games for such a long time, but man, people don't care, dude. And and even though these are like full price games, you know, it's the only place you can play Pokemon, dude. So people are like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna go for it." And here here we are, man. Fucking muted, goddamn it. Um, the the um. Not only have people wanted this game for such a long time, right? Like open world Pokemon. Arceus was cool, but Arceus feels like more like a little bit of an experiment, a little dip of the toe in that mm. kind of thing. Whereas Scarlet and Violet are kind of like all in. The issue with Scarlet and Violet is, is that it's on the Switch. And as much as I enjoy having a Switch, being able to have a little mobile thing take around with me, it is severely dated at this point. Um, and they, they need a Switch too. Um, but Pokemon has such a massive fan base. Like, you have to think, this is a fan base that has existed for, like, fucking, I don't even know how many years. years. Yeah, 20 plus 20 years at this point, right? Years, yeah. They would literally have to murder a small child on video for them to never, for somebody not to like Pokemon anymore. And they don't do that. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, they would have to do a lot for this not to perform. It was obviously going to perform despite any critical reviews or anything like that the fan base is just really 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 strong and they've wanted it for a really really long time they got it um so i'm probably gonna skip scarlet and violet but the next one like i think that's the one that you'd want to get because they would know like look at all the fucking money we made on that last those last two right let's do it bigger better more powerful. Let's put it on PC. Not, I wish. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's uh, that's wishful thinking right there, man. Yeah. Nintendo, fucking Nintendo, ain't putting shit on PC ever, man. They, Which they really hurts them out. if you think about it. It hurts them so much, but they don't give a fuck because they're weird. Um, Stingy. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, like the next one, I think will be like the big. Big pop off one, so, or it may be one of those things where it's like, we're fucking Pokemon. We could shit in a bag and put Pikachu's face on it, and people would buy that shit. Like, yeah, if they go that route with it, I would hate it. But, yeah, I hope they don't do that. I hope they make the next one even better. I still haven't played any of these newer like Pokemon games, so. I, I don't know what, what what it would take for me to, to 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 play one of them, but I think Arceus was on the right track, which is kind of why I still wanted to play that one. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see what they uh, what they end up doing for the future. Who even knows when the next one's gonna come out? Because they just came out with Scarlet Violet. So I don't know, my friend. I don't know. We'll have to what? see. What we got next, DT? Next up, we have uh, something that I heard about earlier today, but I have not seen anything of, so I'm very excited to check this out. So, Josh, why don't you want to take this one away and, and yeah. turn this into it? 
All right, so we have the announcement of a game called Starship Troopers Extermination DT. Let's watch this video. Not the one in the notes, the one on the actual page. It's a 30-second cinematic. Um, okay. Uh, so let's let's check it out over on the, the old IGN there. If you want to count oh, us down. It's 30 seconds, alrighty. I think. Let me... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to... I got an ad right now, so hold on. Oh, I got you. It's cool. Because I see, let's see, there's screenshots. There's the one, the one at the top you mean, right? Yeah, the video at the top. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have an ad, so I'll let you know when it's done. Okay. But what I've heard about this game sounds very, very cool. But let's check it out because the ad is over. So uh, in three, two, and one, are you ready? Gosh, to check this out. I'm ready. Play. Off-World Industries. TriStar, a Sony company. My video froze. What happened? You broke. Oh, you're working again. Keep going. Would you like to know more? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Okay, so like I just want to say that, well, let, let, let's talk about it a little bit. So it says, developer Offworld Industries has announced Starship or Starship Troopers Extermination, an upcoming 12-player PvE first-person shooter for the PC, inspired by the 1997 sci-fi film. Uh, due to launch and early access sometime in 2023, uh, we have a couple screenshots here, but it says Starship Troopers Extermination promises squad-based, large-scale battles against the bugs you remember from the movie. You play as a trooper in the, in the elite Deep Space Vanguard as one of three playable classes, Assault, Support, and Defense. New perks and gear will unlock as you progress in the Persistent Class pursuit, uh, Progression System. So uh, I'm, I want to check out some of these screenshots. So let's, let's, let's see. Yeah, I got those open here. as well. I mean, honestly, I don't want to say we're magic, Josh, but I. Oh, bro. This is one of the games. This is one of the games I wanted, dude. Is a Starship Troopers game like this you can play with friends? And the most important thing here is it's no two-person, four-person co-op, twelve-person co-op, baby. We can play with fucking everybody, dude. With damn we, near everybody. We sent out. We sent out the call. And uh, Starship Vibes. Troopers answered with, would you like to know Thank more? Because we have something for I, you. I would. I <laughs> am so ready. So ready for this game. I cannot wait, dude. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun, dude. And also, I will say that I've never played the squad the uh, squad game, which is the, you know, the game by the people who made this. Mm -hmm. um, but. So I don't, I don't really have anything to speak on it right but uh i've always i've heard a lot about squad and i know there's a lot of people out there who like it so that gives me kind of a good hope you know because squad's yeah. more like a tactical kind of game right like a squad based you have to communicate with people in that game you have to talk over microphones and take orders and respond and report things like it's kind of crazy what squad does it's super realistic and you can get popped really easily um but what it is is like it makes a great like it's in the name squad 
crew yeah group 12 player co-op squad players oh, group so awesome can you imagine 12 of us in voice chat or maybe we're all in separate voice chats because they might have in-game voice chat right and we can just like you might be cut off from somebody and, and on the radio and getting overwhelmed and swarmed and shit and like calling for help like it might be that type of game you know kind of like how we do in phasmo we mute up in fucking discord and stuff so we can talk yeah. in game and shit it might be that type of experience and dt we are magic because we put out the call not long ago where we were I, like guys stop giving us two or four player co-op i have so many more friends than that yeah <laughs> we are fucking magic I, <laughs> I can't wait. This is gonna be awesome, dude. This is gonna be so cool, man. I I cannot wait for this. This is I, I wanted this style of game too. Just you and your homies shooting bugs, bro. Like start sh- oh man. I, I'm I love it. I love it. I, I I thank you. Thank you for for making making one of the games that I wanted to come true. So I can't wait to play this. This is gonna be cool. Let's read some more of this. It says more details, extermination. We'll have a Titanfall-like ping system for easier player-to-player communication in the middle ah, of the firefight. While okay. tougher bugs will start swarming as the threat level increases. You'll also need to build and maintain your own defenses, erecting walls, ammo stations, lookouts, and more. Okay. So that's one of the screenshots had, like, a building yeah. thing going on. Okay. And that's the thing you do in squad. You, you do set up, like, forward operating bases and stuff. So that's cool. Um, Man, that's going to be really interesting. It says we have a, a huge five zone map promises a scale of grandeur as you fight, as you battle five different ty- uh, bug types. Check out the final gameplay te- teaser and some exclusive concept art below. So I have a YouTube version of the gameplay teaser, DT. We can watch that. It's in the notes. Let's check it we'll out. We'll watch that in a yeah, minute. Let's check it out. So let's go ahead and do it. Let me get that open. Uh, oh, I see there's concept art down here too. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm going to throw yeah. that up on stream really quick just so we can just look at it really yeah. super quick. Check that out. It's only just four some cool. They look it's cool. concept art. We have actual gameplay though, so let's check that. <laughs> let's check it out then. Let me get that open. So it's what forty nine seconds. Yeah, it's some just some, some, ah god. I started playing when I opened it. That's not All right, one. okay, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Let's get it. Free alpha footage. Twelve player supported session. The only good bug is a dead one. Yeah, I want to play this, man. This is this is what I want. So many bugs. Oh, they give us nukes. Oh, it's the huge bitch. Would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? Yes, I would. Oh man, yeah, bro. This is this is definitely going in one of my most anticipated games lists for sure. I actually legit have a list of games that I'm looking forward to, and I'm like literally adding that on there right now. I don't know, bro. That's on mine too. So that's cool. That was a nice announcement that we got today. That's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. It's like a bigger Left 4 Dead or Dark Tide, you know? Like it's uh 12. 12! 12, 12, 12 co-op. 
Co-op. Not even like us fighting each other. Co-op. Phenomenal. God. All right. Last thing we got here for Gaming News, so we can wrap Gaming News up, is DC Studios CEO James Gunn wants DCU to connect across film, TV, and games. A plus to whoever did this banner. (laughs) Because I was not expecting to see that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I could have done that. That's easy as hell to do. But anyway. I know, right? Uh, I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> uh, so the, he was asked a question on Twitter saying if he and Saffron are planning on giving DC characters more TV shows that will add to the story of the DCU. And he said, yes, most definitely. The DCU will be connected across film, TV, and animation. In a follow-up tweet, another user asked if there were plans to connect games to this larger DCU canon as well, to which he simply responded, yes. So they want the DCU to become something more like the MCU. Uh, However, the difference would be that MCU doesn't include video games, uh, whereas they just do other stuff, like their own separate stories for video games, like the Avengers and Spider-Man and that kind of stuff. So Um, That'll be interesting that James Gunn has a plan to include, like, video games as a part of, like, the canon of, of, like... uh, you know the DCU, kind of like how Star Wars has, like you know, they include video games as a part of the canon. You know, so yeah, that's cool. I'm that makes me very intrigued as to what they could do. You know, like with what possibilities are. You know, it's it's cool and awesome. It's also like complicated as fuck because you're not just comp- like connecting one thing. You're connecting like not even two yeah. things. You're connecting three different things. But if somebody can pull it off, it's James Gunn. Like, like it's it's, whoo, that's a that's an undertaking. It's a task, but it'll be uh, it'll be exciting, you know. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see what they can do. Give me a Green Lantern game. I want to play. Green oh. Lantern. Let, let, let me make me, my dude, own lantern. Want, I was gonna say, let me make my own lantern, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah, bro. There's there's so many different. Hell yeah, man. Shit, let, let me be a green lantern. Let me be a fucking purple lantern or a blue lantern or yellow. Oh, yeah, let me like, let me pick my own ring. Fuck yeah, yeah. let's do that. Make, I, I, I hereby put that out there in the universe. We're, we're, we're magic on, on other things that have happened. Give us a fucking lantern game, DC. Give us a lantern game. Come on. We, we do the collective. Ring and all that. We do the spirit bomb in this house, man. Right, we put yeah. the energy out there and we get it. All right. But anyway, that'll do it for our gaming news. That went on for quite a while. We had we Game Awards. TV that's news. Why. <laughs> yeah, Game Awards are on for a little bit. But Josh, All if right. you're ready, we can go ahead and move on to the TV news. Let me swap Let's over TV news. We're swapped over. Let's go. Let's see All what right. we got here. TV news. First thing we got is. Disney Plus is actively looking to develop an Indiana Jones TV show. Uh, so the House of Mouse and Lucasfilm has been specifically bringing up the possibility of a streaming show set in the world of the globe-trotting archaeologist. Uh, they've had meetings with writers recently. Uh, they're still looking for a writer to take on the project, so there's no absolutely no plot de- details available, obviously. Uh, it's unknown if the series would serve as a prequel or a spinoff or whatever it would it would be. Um, 
similar to how Disney has its Marvel shows tied into the MCU on Disney Plus, but uh, uh, the move to develop to potentially develop an Indiana Jones show comes across as Harrison Ford has stated that he is done playing the character after the fifth film, which is uh, set to debut next year. In addition, sources say Disney is currently exploring a number of options to keep the franchise going, which could mean a series, new films, other media, or a combination thereof. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time there's an Indiana Jones series. We've had uh, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles in the 90s uh, from on ABC from 92 to 93. Um, so... Yeah, what do you think of uh, there being a potential, potentially there being an Indiana Jones uh, series, Josh? I think it's cool. Obviously, I love Indiana Jones like uh, a lot. Uh, like uh, I'll go to sleep and I'll have those movies on. Um, but like, yeah, I think you could just do you could do young Indiana Jones again. Like you really could. You could just do it again and uh, just tell more stories in that universe. Like because you're not. Gonna be able to replace Harrison Ford in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how you would do a spinoff and still call it Indiana Jones without Indiana Jones, right? So <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be Young Indiana yeah, Jones know. again, like Part Two, the further adventures of Young Indiana Jones, or something like that. Like I don't know. I think it'd have to be something yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's cool. I like a lot of the Disney Plus stuff, so I think Jones is yeah. a perfect fit for that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'll be very curious to see what they can do because I also really like love Indiana Jones. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what, uh, what they end up doing with that. But I mean, yeah, who knows? They, they can make a spinoff of one of the characters from the new movie, or I don't know what the hell. They, you know, yeah, they could do Young Indiana Jones again, the Indiana Jones Chronicles, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. What, what, we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see, man. They don't even have a writer yet. They're looking for a writer, so it'll be a little bit before we know more information on that. Uh, but we have some Dune news. The Dune, Dune prequel series, uh, Dune The Sisterhood has uh, at HBO has cast Travis Fimmel. Uh, he will now be a part of the Dune universe. Uh, again, the show is set 10,000 years before the events of Dune, and it is based on the novel... Uh, Sisterhood of Dune by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, the show will follow the Harkonnen sisters, Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson, as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. Fimmel will star as Desmond Hart, described as a charismatic soldier with an enigmatic past who seeks to gain the Emperor's trust at the expense of the Sisterhood. So... There you go. A little bit about his character and what he's planning on doing and a bit about the show. The refresher on the show itself. Don't remember what it is, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't find, like, an official article, really. I mean, there's articles out there, but there's a little bit more Dune news where Mark Strong's been cast in it as well. But I can't, like, uh, find, like... I was trying to find a, a a legit legit thing, so I don't know if it's actually been confirmed confirmed, but yeah, he's I, supposedly I gonna be in it and uh, be like I've seen it everywhere, um, but no official thing on there. But I wanted to throw that on there just in case, like we get an official thing, because I did read gotcha. that the other day. 
Um, I'm really interested yeah. in the series. I like Travis Fimmel. I saw him in the yeah, your boy in Vikings. I seen him in Vikings, and he was in the the Warcraft movie and stuff. So yeah, cool, cool shit. Cool casting for sure. Uh, what do we got next, DT? Next up, we have a couple trailers. We have one for The Witcher Blood Origin, and the uh, well, we'll, yeah, let's watch that one first, and then we'll get to the other. Yep, so let's, let's check, it, check out. it out. I am ready. All right, three, two, one, go. Stay with me, oh lover, my heart's filled with worry. Stay with me, oh lover, the borders are burning. Stay with me, oh lover, my heart is still burning. All beginnings, all ends. Four part special event. Witcher Blood Origin. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and be straight up that I don't even know if I have interest in this. To, to Th- check it thank out. you, because that's what I was about to say. Ever since Henry Cavill was like, I'm not gonna be in The Witcher anymore. I'm like, it's yeah. killed I'm any like, of my interest wanna... in it, any of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I any of the Netflix like, shit. I, so so the, the thing that I that I did not know is that it was a four part prequel series. So maybe because it's short, maybe I'll check it out. But 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 honestly. I'm not that interested in it anymore as I was I was before, like you were saying. Um, so I might not check this out. The only reason if I do end up watching it is because I hear good things about it. Like it'll depend on what people think. If 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 it comes out and people are like it's dog shit, don't waste your time, then I won't even give I won't even give it time. But uh yeah, I I, I don't really have it, it doesn't get me like it's not something that I'm like have been looking forward to or anything like that. So, you know, I don't know. I like Michelle Yeoh, but like, I don't, you know, eh. Yep. Moving on, we have another trailer. This one is for Dragon Age Absolution. Uh, still haven't played any of the Dragon Age games. I wanna, I wanna play Origins maybe next year, like sometime, like early next year. So. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, when I when I get to that. But we have a trailer, so let's check it out, Josh. If you're ready, it's two minutes. I'm ready. Uh, three, two, one, go. I don't remember a time when I wasn't someone's property. The only mother I ever knew was the woman who owned me. And no one ever saves people like us. I'd like to offer you a job. Three experienced fighters, two mages, and yourself. This job must be dangerous. We need to steal an artifact. 
The Circulum Infinitus. It is an extremely dangerous artifact fueled by blood magic. And I cannot recall any good coming from something powered by murder. I won't let anyone take the Circulum from me. That definitely looked like Cassandra. So December 9th, that's coming out on. I'm pretty excited to check that out. Um, there is one pretty, character. Uh... One character in there is from the video games. I can tell you that. And it's only you only see okay. him for a glimpse. Um, yeah. I was curious about that. I was going to ask you like, if there's any like spoilers in here. But... No spoilers. Uh, but the next Dragon Age game is probably going to be set into Venter. And this pretty much confirms that because they would only do this show if they were going to show off parts of Inter. We've never been to it in Dragon Age game. I'm not afraid to tell you that. It is very heavily based on slavery. The lady even says the main character is like, yeah. I've never known a time where I wasn't owned. So, like, it's there's a yeah. lot of slaves in Tevinter. So, and, uh, I think this looks cool. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Fucking the cast yeah, is nuts i don't know if you see the yeah, cast gonna, down there but like, i was i was gonna bring i was gonna bring it up they have a <laughs> hell of a cast dude Matt <laughs> Bird, Sumili montano phil lamar like yeah josh Keaton. it's credible credible cast yeah good stuff uh but um, yeah th that looks yeah. cool it does it does it does we have another trailer this time it's 1923 coming to us from paramount uh i want to check out 1883 still uh we, actually we have, have a, a teaser yeah we have a teaser and an official trailer yeah so, we'll, so you know what we'll watch we'll watch these like back to back so yeah let's do that that'll that'll be good so let me hold on let me open them both up so let me grab this one let me open the other one as well then, it's been it's been it's been so long that we haven't done a show that we have uh, we've had a teaser and an, and an official trailer. <laughs> right. now, so, so let's check them out and then uh, we'll talk about I'm, them. So. I'm ready. Teaser first. All right. <sighs> teaser trailer. Only 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Violence has always haunted this family. It followed us from the Scottish Highlands, the slums of Dublin. And it followed us here. And where it doesn't follow, we hunt it down. We seek it. Cool. Yeah, Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. Right. Now, Josh, the official trailer. Let's check it out. Let's, let's check it out. This one is a little bit longer, like a minute longer, actually. So it's a minute 30 total. Uh, but yeah, let's give it a go right about 
now. Yo. Paramount Plus Original. I would. Seems we're neighbors. I've acquired the It's Bron. Well, this is the Yellowstone. And you have no rights here. Jacob, you can't start a range war. Range war's already started. How much land do you want? Bron about to get I'm capped. Either we take this fight to them, or it's coming us. Men kill quick with a bullet or a noose, but their fight is with me, and I kill much slower. You tell them, Harry and Mirren. Tell them. December eighteenth. That's uh soon. Tell the world what happens when they cross me. Greed will be the thing that kills us all. Is she on the rainwater? Come with me. You're no god, Jacob Dutton! You attack my family. It's gonna be the last thing you ever do. Hell yeah. Bro, I got chills, okay? Harrison Ford is gonna fucking be like the most badass cowboy ever. Badass. Oh man. Awesome. That looks cool. cool. For those of you that are like young as shit, Harrison Ford was in some westerns back when he was a young man. It's kind of cool to get to see him being one again. Being one again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's exciting. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to check that. We 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 gotta finish 1883, man. So yeah, bro, we gotta knock it out. out. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Uh, last thing we have here for the TV news before we wrap up TV news and go to movie news is uh the fact that uh we have Amazon ordering. Multiple Marvel Sony shows, beginning with Silk, Spider Society, from Walking Dead alum Angela Kang. So, Amazon is moving forward with multiple live-action shows based on Marvel characters controlled by Sony. First will be Silk, Spider Society, which is being developed by Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang, along with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse producers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Kang will serve as showrunner and executive producer on Silk. As a part of a new multi-year overall television deal she has signed with Amazon, King, Lord, and Miller, all executive producers along with former Sony boss Amy Pascal. Uh, Sony Pictures Television is on the studio with Lord and Miller currently under an overall deal there. Uh, Silk Spider Society will debut domestically on NGM Plus's uh, linear channel, followed by a global launch on Prime Video. The show is based on the characters created by Dan Slott and Umberto Ramos for Marvel Comics. It follows Cindy Moon, described as a Korean-American woman bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker, as she escapes imprisonment and searches for her missing family on her way to becoming the superhero known as Silk. Uh, together with Angela King's creative vision, we couldn't be more pleased to bring spider, or Silk Spider Society over to MGM Plus and Prime Video customers. Uh, Silk and the other shows based on Sony's 
Marvel-controlled characters were originally reported being in the works back in September of 2020. At that time, Lauren Moon was writing Silk while it was reported in 2021 that Tom Speasley had joined the series as showrunner as part of his own overall deal. Uh, we can't wait to bring the adventures of Sydney Moon to life thanks to the creative team, uh, the creative dream team of Chris and Phil, Chris, Phil, Angela, and Amy, along with our partners at Marvel and Amazon, said Catherine Pope, Sony, our president of Sony Pictures Television Studios. Uh, we know this will be an exciting series with new and never before seen characters and storylines with wild audiences watching the first linear MGF Plus and then around the world Prime video. Uh, yeah, so they're they're working on a few more Marvel shows as part of the Sony verse. That's cool for TV. Yeah, I think Silk is a pretty cool character, so I'm excited to see how they pull that off. You know. Uh. TV and stuff, so be very curious, even though I'm not as invested in the Sony stuff as I am in the MCU. Yeah. Still gonna be fun to check it out, you know. But uh yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Unless it looks absolutely terrible, but <laughs> I've seen Morbius and, and the first Venom movie, so Yeah. It is what it is. All uh, right. But that'll do it. That'll do it with our uh, with our TV news. So, are you ready to move on to movie? Let's do it. Swapped over. We're good to go. All right. Movie news. First thing we have is Devotion filmmaker J.D. Dillard no longer developing a Star Wars uh, movie for Lucasfilm. Uh, he's also no longer involved with the Rocketeer sequel. Uh, this is just another one of the many projects that Lucasfilm has tried to do for Star Wars that is not happening anymore. Uh, but coming to us from the rap, they say that JD Dillard Star's movie first reported back in February 2020 is no longer happening. Uh, while talking to the rap about Devotion, his new naval movie starring or naval naval aviation movie starring Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, uh, they brought up some of the things he's been working on the past few years including star wars and apparently none of them are go projects anymore about star wars he said unfortunately that was no longer a thing it was not for lack of trying he explained not not that he's totally done with the idea of making a space movie it's just that this time it will be an original idea when asked him when they asked him what a star wars movie would feel like he stopped short hesitant to, to divulge too much but he did say that playing an early star wars computer game called tie fighter changed his life my dad being an aviator, we had a bunch of flight simulators, Dillard said, including TIE Fighter. I'm playing this game for months, and my dad's flying it with me, and I'm like, man, this game is just so cool. And he's like, well, you know, this game comes from a series of movies. And I was like, you're kidding me. And that's where I watched Star Wars for the first time and realized the full scope of what it meant to world build because I had been playing this pseudo 16-bit game. Also, in regards to the return of the Rocketeer, a project that he's been linked to since 2020, he says, I'm not on that movie. But you know it's tricky. I love, 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 love the Rocketeer. What I have, what I have a slightly hard time wrapping my head around now is going back to pre nineteen seventy aviation. You know, I'm not saying never, but I think I need to breathe it from period aviation. While Dillard admits that he has no idea what version of the story they're pulling together, he's fairly confident that they would have a lot of common DNA with devotion. I'm definitely trying to, as hopefully as you can tell, between slight, sweetheart, and devotion, not to make the same movie twice. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it steady on that. 
and he all he was also loosely connected to J.J. Abrams' Black Superman project. And he said that the that project was something I, ne- I had never spoken about. J.J. is a hero of mine, a mentor, and someone very dear to me. He, t- he totally has my email and phone number that if that is ever to be a conversation. But it's not something I've been introduced to. So a little bit of a chat with J.D. Dillard on some of his projects that he's no longer working on. Star Wars thing, Rocketeer, and the Superman thing. So I'm excited to see Devotion. But, yeah, me too. You know, he's not working on any of that other stuff anymore. Uh, I like how it, it was Tie Fighter that was like, you know, this is yeah, based on thing, movies. Right? You can go watch Star. Let's yeah. go watch Star Wars, and like that was kind of like a thing. I would have loved to seen what he could have come up with and done. So it's kind of a bummer, a little bit. Yeah, because like, because if you think about it that way, it's like we know that Patty Jenkins is working on a Rogue Squadron movie, right? So that would have been mm-hmm. like the Rebel version of it. What if he would have done like an Imperial like Tie Fighter version of that? Like that would have been kind of cool. Have both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, but, uh, Tie Fighter. I've been in. But speaking of uh, Star Wars movies, we have Sean Levy developing a Star Wars movie now. Uh, so the filmmaker has his full plate already with Deadpool three up next. Uh, so he's heading to Star Wars. He's heading to the Star Wars galaxy. He's developing a feature for Lucasfilm, possibly to direct, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. It's unclear when this project would happen because he's already working on the third Deadpool movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman with a release date of November 8th, 2024. And as a producer, he's been uh, working on Stranger Things uh, with the final season in the writing stage at this point. Uh, But... uh, his project joins a number of Star Wars things that are in development, like Damon Lindelof's Star Wars project with uh, Charmin Obeyed Chinoy, uh, Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige doing his own Star Wars project. You got Taika Waititi doing his project. Like, there's a lot of these like movies and projects that that like we know about. But we don't know anything about them because like they either are going to end up getting scrapped eventually or, or like, you know, they're just, they're so far away that we don't know much about them. You know? Um, but, uh, he also was the, uh, the dude behind free guy. And we know that they had a lightsaber in that movie. Uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, but it's been out for a while now. So, you know, uh, yeah. And he's and about that he said, if there was any doubt about my fanhood of Star Wars and all things in the galaxy far, far away, I've eliminated that doubt. But anyway, moving on, uh, Keanu Reeves is uh set to return as John Wake in the ballerina spinoff movie. So. Keanu Reeves is currently in Prague to set and set to reprise his role as John Wake in the spinoff film starring Ana de Armas. Uh, comes on the announcement that the ballerina will also see Shane Ian McShane return as Winston, the manager of the Continental Hotel. It's unclear if Reeves' reprisal will be a cameo or if he'll have a larger part in the movie. But uh, I think it is pretty cool 
that uh, they're bringing him back, not only for John Wick 4 and 5, but also in the Ballerina spinoff. So that's pretty, pretty badass. That they're bringing him back for that. I also saw that Angelica Houston is also returning for, uh, for the spinoff of Ballerina as well. So that's pretty cool. Both you got, you got both of them and Ian McShane coming back too, and you got another Armas in the mix of that. I'm 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 actually looking forward to that too, man, because I I really like the John Wick universe and, and all that. So very curious to see what they have planned for that. Uh, but yeah, cool, cool news on the John Wick universe. Which speaking of which, we have a trailer for John Wick Chapter Four. Uh. So let's check it out, Josh. Let's check it out. I am ready. I think I reacted to this as well, but it's been a few weeks now that I don't remember, but I probably did. Anyway, let's check it out. In three, two, one, play. Saying goodbyes? Saying hello. You think your wife can hear you? No. Then why bother? Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to die. Maybe not. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. A new day is dawning. New ideas, new rules, new management. We've known each other since we were nine. Who is this? The Marquis de Gramo. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose, it's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. Man has to look his best when it's time to get married. Or buried. I'm going to need a gun. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. If you win, the table will honor its word. You will have your freedom. Under the old laws. That's a brown. Failure to meet at sunrise. Will result in execution. Last words, Winston. Do when he's smooth. I want you to find your peace. Yeah, Hiroyuki. Only comes after a good life. You and I left a good life behind a long time ago, my friend. Dude, when he like grabs the dude and like beats the shit out of his head with the nunchucks, bro, that shit is yeah. nuts. No, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, like, oh, I love so the John hyped. Wigs. And like Dunny Yin so and Hiroyuki fucking facing off, bro. Bro. That's gonna be hype. Yeah, I can't wait. 
cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, yeah. Very cool shit. What is next? We have, uh, oh, we have the final trailer of Devotion. We were just talking about that earlier a little bit. So let's check it out. Yeah, stop playing. I tell YouTube to pause and it refuses to pause. It's like, I'm going to keep playing for the next 10 seconds. All right, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. The North Koreans came pouring over the 38th parallel. This is war, and we're up. We knew this day might come. Doesn't make it any easier. The commanding officer called you one of the best pilots he's ever seen. It must be hard being the uh, naval aviator. The toughest job there is. Did you ever think that you'd be in a squadron with a colored aviator? Can't take it how many times people have told me to give up, quit, die even. That's why you can't always do what you're told. What do you want me to do? Just be my wing man. You belong in the sky, Jesse. <laughs> Remember, you belong down here with us too. And this okay? movie looks so good, dude. Yeah. I, I I am very looking forward to this. I need everyone sharp and ready. Those boys are holding on by their fingernails. We bring everyone home. Ready, set. Bring them home. And then what you fighting for? Off. That was pretty good. It's good. Yeah, that looks awesome. That looks great. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for for next week. Okay. I was gonna say something about Jonathan Majors, but I'll just save it for for next week. <laughs> All right. Cool stuff. Uh, next thing we have is that James Gunn, Peter Safran are mapping out an eight to ten year plan for DC. Not they've taken over. Uh, they met with their Warner Brothers Discovery cohorts at a virtual town hall with CEO David Zaslav. And uh, this was such a unique opportunity to tell one great overarching story," said Safran, known for producing Shazam and Aquaman. One beautiful big story across film, television, gaming, live action, and animation. Gunn noted that he and Saffron have, have begun work on a long-term plan for that story. The opportunity to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be, that is the reason why I'm doing this job, because I know that Peter and I can do it, said Gunn. He spent the past couple days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry, the best writers in the industry, starting to map out that 8-10 to 10 year plan of what it's going to look like in the theater. In theater, in TV, and animation across the board for all these for these characters. In late October, Zaslav tapped Gunn and Safran to lead DC Studios as co-chairs and co-CEOs, with the duo beginning their duties on November 1st. Gunn rose to prominence, turning Marvel's little-known Guardians of the Galaxy characters into global recognizable names. Uh, when he came to DC to develop a feature, he chose to develop it to, to elevate misfit characters like Ratcatcher 2 and Polka Dot Man. His 2020 film, 
Suicide Squad rather than take on recognizable heroes like Superman. During the town hall, he highlighted his love for for the obscure, sharing his affinity for the metal men and bat mite. But he also paid tribute to DC's most known heroes. I love Superman, and I love Batman, and I love their interaction, Gunn said. I love the ways in which they're the same and in, in, in the ways in which they're completely different. Gunn and Saffron will reportedly direct to Zaslav, who this week, well, which is a couple weeks ago now, who told them a couple weeks ago uh, that or told the investors a couple weeks ago that he spent a lot of time with the duo over the past few months. They replaced Walter Hamada, who departed DC Films president last month after holding the post for four years. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. And also, Gunn took a moment during uh, the hall to address Zazab directly. I love that you know... I love that you are doing all this because you love the characters too and you love the possibility and I hope that they represent hope that they represent and that has been clear to us from the beginning. We have never considered this if it wasn't the case. So thank you. So what do you what do you think about the James Gunn's thoughts on DC's, you know, having a eight to ten year plan and, and, and what, you know, the future is for, for the DCU going forward? Oh, you're muted, I think, Josh. God fucking damn it. Every time. I mute it because, like, cars are going by, and I'm like, I don't know if the microphone's picking it up or not, but I'm going to mute just in case. Um, mm. I think it's it's cool that they're, that they're coming up with a plan. Like, we already saw uh, earlier in the notes that they're like, we're even going to fucking do animation and video games connected through this shit now. So, yeah. like, they... The fact that they're talking about it, like, look... We're we're gonna have an eight to ten year plan. Here's here's like that. That's just it's crazy to me because my brain can't fathom trying to plan things out a week in advance. Must much less like eight to ten years like in advance, de- like a decade in advance. Yeah. yeah, like. But it is nice to hear that because like a lot of times we didn't just we didn't really hear shit. They just kind of they just kind of did stuff right, and then they canceled things, and then they, you know, and and then like. And then for some reason we get a mega cut of a of a thing and like, you know, it, it's yeah, it felt kind of like flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. And this seems like it's going to be a bit more. We got a plan. We know what we want to look to. We know what we want to do. We're going to plan it out. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're smart guys. We're they're, they're not saying they're smart guys. They're smart guys because we know they're smart guys. James Gunn in particular. Um, yeah. So it's like. It's it's exciting, like like eight to ten years, dude. I'll be in my forties when it's over. Think about that, brother. No, I don't. That. I don't want to think about that. Oh boy! But it's nice that they have like a unified approach to it and a plan. And yeah, I can't. I can't. To be a fly on the wall in those meetings would be like right. just insight into like how they're gonna do this, how they're gonna plan it out. What they like got nuts. planned, what they want to do, where they want to go from here. Like, I'm just even curious about what they're gonna do with fucking the Flash and Ezra Miller and all that kind of shit going forward. You know, like what, like what are they doing with that? And like, like, are, are like, you know, what are we doing with Superman going forward? And like, you know, just ah, uh, we'll find out find out but i just you know like you please said, give me curious, batman beyond before i'm 40 
Do that for me. Give me Batman <laughs> Beyond on live action before I'm 40. Like if we if we get to, to this 10 year plan is over and we're planning the next 10 year plan and it's like, all right, finally, we're doing Batman Beyond and it's going to be at the end of the next 10 year plan. I'd be like, don't do that to me. That would mean I'd be 50 <laughs> by the time that came out. You know what? <laughs> you want to see a 50 year old man crying in the theaters? No, you want to see a 30 year old man crying in the theaters because I got to see Batman <laughs> Beyond in it. So don't do me like that. Um, oh, but man. but man, it's cool. It's cool. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on the future of DC. You know. Yeah, I think I think having these two guys, you know, take charge is is, is hopeful for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on then. We got a couple other things here before we wrap up the news for the day. So the next thing is that. This is a quick one. Just Margot Robbie saying that uh, her Dis- that Disney has moved on from her Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff. There, she was going to be in the in the spinoff Pirates of the Caribbean film, and they have moved on from it. Uh, she was going to reteam with Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson, uh, and this is what this is what she says: uh, We had an idea that we were developing for a while, ages ago, to have more of a female led, not totally female led, but just different kind of story, which we thought would have been really cool. But I guess they don't want to do it. Robbie said. Uh, <laughs> I guess they don't want to do it. It's kind of like, man, those assholes don't want to make this fucking movie, so fuck them. That's what I read as that as. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's it like, could be. It's the most neutral way of saying fuck you <laughs> that I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I guess they why. don't want to do it. Well, fuck them. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was, it was first reported in, by the Hollywood Reporter in 2020, and with her attached to the project, uh, it was never intended to have jack sparrow at its center but rather offer new characters under the pirates banner that were inspired by the long-running attraction at disneyland so yeah it's not uh looks like it's not happening anymore but she's gonna be in babylon and that movie looks pretty good and that's coming out uh i guess next month too right so that's pretty cool i'll be just curious to check that out but the, yeah, they aren't they aren't doing that no more. Which which kind of sucks because I don't know how you feel about the pirates movies, but I like the pirates movies. Like I know some of them are better than others, and the first one is easily the best one. Yeah, but I have fun with those, dude. Like I I genuinely like those. I like, like the I like the original three. I don't know I don't know if I ever saw any of the the other ones that came after the original three, but yeah, like I like those movies. Yeah, same. They're so fun. I, I'd be down for them doing more for sure. Yeah. They they ignited a love for pirates again, you know? Like, they hadn't been, like... We love a lot of piratey shit. Like, it got big after that. Yeah. All right. What's next, DT? Next up, uh, we have some casting news about A Quiet Place Day 1. We have uh, Joseph Quinn... Uh, in talks to join the movie along with uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who I'm in love with now. I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> she's 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 amazing, but yeah, he's in talks to join the movie with her for a quiet. The film is called A Quiet Place Day One, uh, which is going to be a spinoff directed by Pig director Michael Sarnowski. Not much is known about the project other than it's being a uh, than it being a three, not being a threequel, but a part of a spinoff. But it's a spinoff based on an idea from John Krasinski, who directed and starred the first two Quiet Place films. Uh, and yeah, it's it's they're just looking to expand on the Quiet Place universe. 
and it's set to come out on March 8th, 2024. They're also working on a third movie, which is, you know, the, the continuation of the first two, but this is the, the spinoff one that they're doing. So that's cool. I mean, I like both Lupita and I think jo I haven't really seen Joseph Quinn in anything besides, I think, Stranger Things, but I mean, he, was, he was good as Eddie. So, yeah, true. Why not? Why not add him into your uh, your projects, right? Actually, that's not true. I think I watched. Was he an Overlord? I'm like looking up where this stuff he's been. I've seen Overlord, and I, I I just didn't know who he was back then. I guess. And apparently, he was like an in in an episode of Game of Thrones. But I mean, again, I don't know who he was back then, so I wouldn't have known it. So anyway, okay. But yeah, cool news. I think both of those two people are are, are good actors. So. Uh, the next thing we have here is this one's interesting. Uh, Kaylee Spaney is circling a new alien movie at 20th Century. So momentum is revving up on 20th Century Studios' new alien movie. Uh, Deadline is reporting that Kaylee Spaney is in talks to star. Fede Alvarez is directing with Scott Free producing. Uh, not much is known about movie uh other than you know it's an aliens movie uh but uh 20th century and scott free made this top priority after hearing alvarez's pitch and after a recent script was delivered things only gained speed in getting this film in front of cameras by as early as 2023 while executives are going through the process of other cast members spaney has been the top choice for the lead role for some time after several meetings with producers and Alvarez. Uh, so that's cool. So apparently they have an idea for what this is going to be, and they liked Fede Alvarez's idea for, for this movie. Um, for those of you who don't know who, who Fede Alvarez is, he has worked on things like the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe. Uh, he also, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out this year, he also did that. So those are just a few things that he, done and worked on uh, he also did the from dust till dawn tv series but yeah that's interesting as somebody who likes the aliens franchise i'm very very intrigued about what this could be i hope it's better than the last you know few things they've done what what aliens need is what aliens and the alien franchise needs is a movie like prey to kind of revitalize the uh stuff going, yeah you know with aliens because they've been they've been slacking man like i like prometheus but other than that they've been really last few alien movies have been terrible in my opinion so yeah I agree. Uh, last couple things we got here is that There is a Streets of Rage video game adaptation from John Wick creator and Lionsgate. So Lionsgate has landed the motion picture rights to the Sega game Streets of Rage, a popular beat-em-up from the 90s, and has enlisted Derek Kolstad to Stranger, no strangers to the world of Broken Bones and Crushed Ribs from his stint writing John Wick and its sequels. He will write the film and produce it. Uh... He says, uh... Dimitri first mentioned the idea of cracking a Streets of Rage movie. I was immediately so freaked, so 
So immediately freaking in, Cole said in the statement. And to play with Sega, the 10-year-old in me is still grinning. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I don't really know much about Streets of Rage because I haven't really played those games, but I know a lot of people like them. And Hey, man, if you get people work who involved in John Wick on your movie, I think that's all, it's always a good move. So, yeah, uh, you know, I wish I wish them the best because, you know, video game adaptations are are not always the best. So, you know, good, good luck to them. This one. Uh, the other thing. Well, the last thing we have here is a teaser trailer for the new Pixar movie called Elemental. So Pixar's Elemental. We have a teaser trailer here. If you're ready, Josh. I'm ready. Let's go ahead and check this out. And then after this, we'll gonna go ahead and wrap up the news for, for today. It's been a long, long, long show so far. So let's go ahead and watch it. Three, two, one, go. Oh, this shit gonna get steamy. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Opposites react in 2023. She's Ember and he's Wade. There you go. I mean, Pixar is rarely, rarely misses. They do have some misses, but they rarely miss. They mostly, they mostly hit. So uh, we'll see how this one does next year. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's cool. I think this movie has some pretty nice creativity going with it, just based off of that little trailer. So. Yeah, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm, when's I'm the intrigued for sure. When's the Avatar going to show up? We can control all that shit. <laughs> oh man. All right. That's funny. All right. So yeah, well, that that'll do it for our not only movie news but news in general. Uh, and I think uh, we'll take a quick little break. We, and come I back, need right, a Josh? break. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. a break really bad. Yeah. We've been doing the show for almost three hours now, so we're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back. I'll put music on. Uh, YouTube, this will be instantly for you, but we'll be right back in a minute. BRB! Hello, everyone. We have returned after our short break there. We're not in the movie news anymore. Let me get rid of that. Uh, get rid of that. We're done with the news. No, we're <laughs> going to move into our main topic, which will be Star Wars Andor. So, yes. if you haven't seen it, the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, 
you should go see it and get out of here. But that's what we're gonna move over to. We're gonna want we're gonna talk about Star Endor. Wars and Endor. Cassian Ander. Yes. We're gonna talk about you. <laughs> Cass Cassian Ender. The way, um, the way fucking Stellan Skarsgård says it. Oh, he's so good. Like, okay, let's just talk. Well, let's, let's do it. DT, did you like uh, Andor? So, I did like Andor. I did. Uh, overall, yes. Um, there, there are some things that we're going to get into it here uh, with, with, with the show. But, yeah, I did like it. Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. Uh, if you guys can't already tell, I also am a fan of Andor. And hell yeah, dude. So, uh, how do we want to do this, DT? I'll let you lead the discussion on it. How about that? So, take your way. If you've seen, if you if you're here watching this, you've seen the entire thing, right? I sure hope so. I would hope you guys have seen or, or the entire show by now, because we're going to go into spoilers and we're going to talk about stuff. Um, before we get before we get into it, Josh, I want to. Throw up a video that I don't know if you've seen this yet, but I want you okay. to throw this up so that people can watch it because I think it's pretty fucking cool and pretty well done. So throw this up. I ah, I haven't seen this. I I saw I saw you post it, but I didn't watch it. I, I thought did. about watching it. Yeah. Now I'm glad I did watch it. <laughs> All right, let's check this out. Get your get your thoughts on it on stream. All right, All right. ready? Three, ready. two, one, go. Before there was hope in the galaxy, there was Andor. Oh, I love this. This is great already. Oh my god. This is great. Adria Arjona. I want to watch the whole series like this. Helen Skarsgård. This empire tightens its grip. One man, chosen by happenstance, will rise up to become a leader of a revolution. He is a new kind of. I like how the hammer hits match up with that was yeah, but that was nice editing. Created by Tony Gilroy. So there we have it. This is just a fun little video I wanted to throw before we got into the discussion because I thought that, that was, was cool. great. You guys check yeah. That out. If you guys want to go check it out on your own, go to uh, YouTube, uh, search up Andor 1975 TV intro, or you can go to the RL official channel and then it'll, it'll be there. Very well done. <laughs> Very well I threw done, it in man. Twitch chat good. for those of you here that might want it later. If you want, give, yeah. them, give them a view because that was great. I loved it. Yeah, we'll that, give them a thumbs up right now. Boom. Thumbs up. Yeah. All right. So cool. We can get into talking about this now. So before we get in, so you were asking me how we wanted to do this because that's a good question because I do have some things to say about this show. And let me start off by saying 
that there has been a lot of discussion now that the show is over about people saying that this is the best star wars has been since the original or this is the best star wars show and and you know just like really like you know this is what star wars should be now you know how 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 are they going to expect us to go from this to to go back to the other stuff that that they're doing and i want to push back on that so hard because the reason why i love star wars is guess what guys because it's fucking star wars okay now this show was cool and I enjoyed it and I liked it. But to say that I think it's the best Star Wars show, not for me. I, I, I still prefer The Mandalorian. Uh, I still like some of the other like mysticism and like, you know, uh, other like what makes Star Wars Star Wars, you know, because this show, while it is, yes, it is Star Wars. It kind of deviates from that a little bit. And and again, while I do enjoy it. I think that it's it's okay, especially nowadays, and it's important to to you know for people to like different you know types of of of, of things, and 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 if that works for you, then, then that's cool and all. And 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 again, I like this show too. But the thing for me is, I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't know if I love this show. You know, like. And and again, I'm not saying that as in the bad thing. Like, just for me, for my personal Star Wars taste, I prefer some of the other stuff that we've gotten, you know? But that's just my personal taste. Like, I, like The Mandalorian, to me, is still the best show. Um, like, that feels more Star Wars to me than this. But, again, that's not to say that there isn't room for different types of Star Wars now nowadays. Because, obviously, we're getting so much of it now. Um, and I just, yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to bring that up. Because, like... Everybody's singing the praises on the show and all that, but like for me, it's it's not it's not like the best thing ever made, you know. Like I I still like it, and I think this show definitely has some of the best like Star Wars like dialogue we've ever gotten and and things like that. And you know, it's cool seeing this show shoot on location, whereas some of the other shows were on the volume and you know all that stuff, which is fine and everything. But but yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to, you know, be here and be like, you know, oh, my God, it's the best Star Wars thing ever made since, you know, fucking the original or it's even it's the best Star Wars thing ever. Just because, you know, whatever reasons people are saying on the Internet now that, you know, they're because the thing I'm trying to, like, also bring up is the fact that, like, whenever something new comes out and it's like even slightly good. They're trying to put down what came before it in favor of this new current hip thing that's out right now. And it's like, we need to stop doing that because we can enjoy everything or different things. Even if, even, like, let's say, let's say you're somebody out there who's watching this and you loved Andor and you think it's the best Star Wars thing ever made. And if, if you're going to go about, if you're going to be like that, I, I sincerely hope that you don't go around shitting on other things like the Mandalorian and calling it like, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter call it like the action figure hour or something, you know, cause like the, the, what they mean by that is like, you have John, John and, and Dave, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni basically like playing with action figures on that show. Right. Cause you know, you have like all these characters and all these things happening and all that. Whereas opposed to the Andor, where it's like, you know, whatever, you know, 
people who are who are loving Andor, you know, you're putting it on like a pedestal, basically, right? But it's like there's different Star Wars can be different things, you know. And at the end of the day, people need to remember that Star Wars was originally made for twelve year olds, as coming from the words of George Lucas himself. So, if you're looking for something a little bit more adult and more like uh you know more i don't even think realistic is a right word to say but like but but if you're looking for something a little less like what star wars is then this is definitely it but i would by no means say it's the best star wars ever made or 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 even close in my opinion like that's just my opinion though if if, if you're out there or josh even if you feel like super highly on this show that's cool i still like it but I'm I'm not gonna go out here and 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 lie to you guys and say that it's my favorite thing ever because it's not you know, I really enjoyed it, but for me personally, I feel like I like some of the other like some of the other stuff is more towards my preference. But again, what I'm trying to say is I hope that everybody, even like no matter what Star Wars you like, if you like the sequels or you know the prequels or the originals or Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi Andor the Mandalorian whatever. We all like Star Wars at the end of the day. So and 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 Josh and I also have kind of like you know, we aren't we aren't the 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 most positive on the sequels, but we've kind of lessened that, you know, our our attitudes on, on that over the years and I know I certainly have and yeah, I, I can you know, speak I, on that if, too. If you if you if you if you still talk to me about those movies, I still have some strong feelings about them. But like I, I'm not just gonna go out there and be like, oh, I like this new thing, so I'm gonna shit on the other thing that you like, you know. But, but yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up before we get into it, that because I've seen a no. lot of that. Like I, I'm, I'm sure right. I don't know if you have, but I, I've seen a lot of that lately. I, like, oh, Andor's people... the best thing since sliced bread, and you know, like get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, I don't, I don't, Stop. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. I think that's dumb. I think what it is is. If you're a little bit, if you want something a little bit different taste of Star Wars, yeah. right? You got Andor, and for a lot of people, that's a breath of fresh air. A little bit, I guess. Yeah. After after this, and that is not saying that they didn't like that other stuff. I I, I love the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I like parts of Book of Boba Fett. I like parts of the sequels. Not a lot of them, but there's parts in those movies that I enjoy. Yeah. Um. Um. I just kind of like the different tone in Andor, personally. That's me. Do I think yeah, it's the greatest yeah. Star Wars ever? Man, the greatest Star Wars ever to me is the, the originals and, and the, for, for the first time. The originals for the first time. You know, like, that's... And that yeah. that's, that's like, what's special to me. And that's me, personally. That's my thing, right? But Star Wars yeah. is so many other genres. This is espionage spy dark and spy gritty thriller, right espionage yeah like, which is fine like again i i'm not saying i don't like the show because mm -hmm. you know because I, I don't want people to think i didn't like it because i did but I, I just don't like i don't love it you know what i mean i don't love it like for me it's it's like it's cool seeing this side of star wars but now that we've seen it i still prefer like star wars star wars like i don't, I don't know if i'm making sense but like like i like seeing like it's cool seeing like oh you know the under tone the under you know side of the you know the rebellion and like cassian andor and like you know the you know people you know fighting against the the you know whatever like all all the stuff that andor is i like that but like i just for me this show is just not as like 
like for 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 me for my for my personal taste i i i just yeah i just this is not like the greatest thing ever made but but i still like um that being said now that we've now that i've put that in into the mix of things um well, dt the greatest thing ever made is me man and i'm right here with you <laughs> you know like you know what i'm saying like Boy, you guys heard it here man <laughs> no, I'm kidding. like i would be that arrogant no um but uh <laughs> No, yeah, it's, no it's, it's a. I think it's a good thing to talk about because it is true uh, that I have seen a lot of this is the best ever, best ever. I don't know. I definitely think it has some great writing and stuff, which we'll get into when we break stuff down and stuff. But yeah, um, and it, it's it's a different change of pace. And we've talked about that previously where it's like, give me a Star Wars horror thing. Right. Like, that's the thing I will always harp on until it's a real thing. Like, I want it. I want it. I want to see it. I'm not going to think it's the greatest yeah. thing ever, probably, but I think it's pretty damn good. At least they tried it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the I, thing. Like, 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 I think Andor was, was cool. It's a diff, very different thing that we've ever, ever gotten for Star Wars, I feel. Um, and there's a lot of cool characters and, 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 uh, and you know, interesting things that they introduce in this. And, 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 I, and, and there's a lot that I do like, but yeah, it's just not it's not my favorite Star Wars thing ever, you know? Like that's I that's think, all that's all I'm 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 saying a part of I think this. what I I love about I, this is going to turn into this love it on Star Wars in general. Uh, I think the thing that I love about the originals and the prequels and even the sequels is like hope hope, right? Like those those movies give you hope. Like those are heroes. That's always a part that's always a and, part of Star Wars. Yeah. Now that is in Andor too. But it is it so is. fucking faint and dark that it it feels like something completely different at times, right? So like, uh, like it's still Star Wars, but it's such a darker version of it, and that's saying a lot because Star Wars, even the original Star Wars, is pretty fucking dark at times, right? So, like, this takes there's just one little, it's like one little of a of a sparkler in the deep darkness of space. Like, that's what it is. Like, you're seeing the beginning of, of the hope that comes later, right? And it's just different. Different genre. Different uh, feel and taste. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's any better than anything else. And I'm definitely not going to put down anything that's come before it. Like, that thing that came before it is what gave you... Well, and or, most likely. Like, the success of The Mandalorian is probably what helped feed into... the to Andor even more to get to even get it, you know, and whatever else will come after that with the shows like Acolyte and, and stuff like that. Like, like this, yeah. it's just a different flavor. That's all. It's still the, it is, yeah. it's, it's still the, um, the most delicious popsicle ever. It's just a different, uh, different flavor of popsicle kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and there is something in so this yeah. show that really hurts it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it. <laughs> when we, we get are. to it. I, I shit I am because let's not get into people it are. I'm gonna be I'll be straight up but yeah let's let's get into it so now we kind of talked about how we feel about the show overall at least I at least how I feel about it overall let's let's get into some of the other uh things here so let's talk about like the characters first so there was a lot of new characters in this uh I think everybody apart from Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera and Cassian himself are new. Uh, so, from the main characters that are new, we have Cyril Karn, Luthen Rail, Deidre Miro, Fix Kayleen, 
Vel Sartha, uh, Sinta Kaz, Major Party Gaz, uh, B2EMO, Brasso, uh, Perrin, uh, Leda, uh, are some of the uh, major ones. And also, uh, we didn't really see her in the final episode, but Clea, who's uh, Luthen's like, right, right-hand lady. Yeah. In the shop, but let's just say out of those new characters, uh, do you have any any ones that stand out or any favorites or? Oh, Luthen by a mile, like, but but it's almost like cheating because it's still in Skarsgård and the dude is like, yeah, amazing at what he does, it's right? Yeah. Um. Uh. So new new characters, new characters. I mean, I've got it open here, and I'm just like. Wow, there was a lot of characters I, in this show, and I'm trying to remember all of them. <laughs> I didn't even mention uh, Mar- uh, Marva, uh, Fiona Shaw. You know, Mar- yeah. Aunt, Marva and or like she was she was great too in, in the short amount of time she was in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was there was definitely some really cool new characters. I will say that my favorite, some of my favorite new characters in the show, are definitely Luthen. He's like probably yeah. at the top. Bix, I really love too. Bix, yeah. Kayleen is great. I like Cinta. Uh, I even like Vel. Uh, B2EMO is a, another fantastic droid character in, in the Star Wars universe, I think. Um, Major Partagaz is like an Imperial dude. Is a, is a cool ISB guy, you know? Um, Clea is very interesting because we don't know a whole lot about her, but she's like definitely Team Luthen. Uh, to the fullest. Um, it was really cool seeing returning characters such as Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera and Melshi, you know. Um, another, another cool new character that we haven't, uh, we didn't mention, uh, was Kino Loy, played by Andy Circus. Who killed it. He was only in three episodes, but he, he was in that, you know, that one arc. Yeah. But he was fantastic. Also, I didn't even know he was um, going to be in this, so that was a surprise. Nobody, like, nobody knew he was going to be in this. They yeah. kept that shit, like, secret. Like, I, I, like, sometimes stuff leaks out about, like, what's, who's going to be in it, that he did not. No, I don't, I don't think we knew he was going to be in this at all. They kept that a secret, like, till the end, so. Yeah. Good on them for being able to keep that, man, because that's, that's pretty big, man. Considering he had been in Star Wars already before, you know, as Snoke in the, in the sequels, but it's cool finally getting to see him, you know, as opposed to him, you know, doing the, you know, motion, the mocap work um, that he did for, uh, for Snoke. But, uh, yeah. See, a no. lot of cool characters, a lot of cool new characters. Um, I was just going to say, you know who really blows me away is, is Genevieve. Right, like coming back. She's as, phenomenal. As, I love like Dion. right. She's Mon fantastic. Mothma. Some of my favorite stuff in the show was the Mon Mothma, the Mon Mothma like political, like Game of Thrones slash House of the Dragon style, fucking stuff going on, man. Like that was one of the things I was looking forward to the most in the show was was her stuff, and I loved it. I 
I really mm-hmm. did. I love I loved all the stuff she was in. It was, it was and fantastic. it's and her Star Wars journey is so interesting too. Like it's crazy. Like she's she's she plays young Mon Mothma, right? And it ultimately like gets cut. Right, and then Revenge she like, the Sith, yeah, yeah, and then she like comes back for 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 Rogue One, and for she's Rogue in One, yeah, in Rebels, and then like Rebels, here, she, here she is in 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 Andor. In this, yeah. That's so crazy to me. Like that's she's like she I am gonna ever... play this fucking character one way or another. I'm yeah. gonna play this fucking character. <laughs> I don't think she ever would have expected this to have happened. I mean, I don't think any of us would have like. She was supposed to be in Revenge of the Sith. They cut her out. Which, you know what would be cool? Now that you mentioned Revenge of the Sith and her being cut from that. How dope would it be? This is just me throwing something out there. Since since the stuff she was in in Revenge of the Sith were deleted scenes now. How dope would it be if they included the scenes she was in in Revenge of the Sith. Those deleted scenes in season two. That's kind of like flashbacks. You know how kind of like Cobra Kai does stuff from knew, like the movies? I knew exactly where you were going. The moment you if they talking, did that, yep. that would be fucking illy, dude. I would love that. That would be fucking awesome. Because some some of those scenes that were cut from Revenge of the Sith with her talking to Padme and and Bale were fucking awesome, dude. But they just, they had, you know, they cut them, you know? So it'd, it'd be cool to actually, actually see those, like, you know, come back in, in that way, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I loved Juan Mothma, and I loved all the stuff she was in. Yeah, I hate, like I hate Karen. He's a little, he's a little, he's a little scummy. Uh, even the da- cool. the daughter lead Lita's bratty. She's she's annoying too. Uh, Vel is her cousin, you know, or her, or you know, or, or or is it her sister? I forget. I think but... it's cousin. I think it's cousin. Okay, yeah. The wiki I, says I, cousin. I think it was too. Uh, okay, so... so she's a cousin. Yeah, so so cousin sure. Vel. Uh, but my brain also cool. went sister for some reason. My brain was also like well, sister. Well, they're close. I, I, I was like, well, yeah. the reason why I went sister was because I remember I thought I had remembered Lita calling her like auntie or something, but maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Maybe she could she, be wrong about that. I think she did at one point call her auntie, but maybe that's just a maybe they just call her that because they're close. I don't know. Some people do that. But yeah, like, maybe, my, I don't know. Anyway, that that's what threw me off because I because yeah, I was pretty sure they were cousins, but then I remembered in my head, oh wait, Lita called her auntie, didn't she? But anyway, it doesn't matter. They're related. They're 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 related. I look, I have cousins that are just as close as siblings, man. Like it's, I'm sure you probably do too, or or growing they're, up, you probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so yeah, Shandrillins and 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 yeah, that's uh cool stuff uh i really liked all that for sure yeah all, all the uh the mon mothma stuff was some of my favorite by far uh, in this show um i really loved the luthan stuff too with him and clea like i said uh with the shop it was really cool seeing like all the easter eggs and like little oh man little sh- stuff in the background of the so shop. Like, every time they showed it i kept trying to find something you know um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun trying to trying to figure that out and seeing what's there. I liked her character. I'm really curious to see more of her in the future. Um, because yeah, that's uh, that's that's to me like one of the more fascinating new characters. And like from from the fact that like he has two different like personas, basically, right? Like. He has the rebel, you know, 
or the, as the Imperials call him, Axis, right? He has mm-hmm. that persona, like doing, you know, with, with the with the short hair and then the trench coat and like having his own speeder and stuff and his own ship. His Hallcraft is fucking awesome, dude. His own ship. And then he's got like the, you know, let me put on my long hair and my drip and my rings and jewelry and let me go to the shop, you know, persona, which I think that was really cool because we, we hadn't seen anything like that, you know, before. Um, so that that was pretty dope to see. Uh, enjoyed that as well. But yeah, I'm just curious to see where he and Clea go because they're not in Rogue One, so they're part of the rebellion. So I I, I wonder I wonder what's gonna happen with them. You know, I don't know. Uh, Bix, I really like her. She's uh, I hated her boyfriend at the beginning. Dude, that guy with Tim, Tim with two <laughs> M's. What a what a what a jackass, huh? Man, yeah, snitching, snitching on Cassian, and then he ended up getting getting himself killed because he's a goddamn jealous, idiotic buffoon. Man, what a fool! What what you see in that guy, man? Um, I like the 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 squad that we had for the heist with Cinta and and yeah, and, and, uh, Bell and and uh, you know some of those other guys. Fucking skiing, man! My guy's skiing. Oh God! I know him from the bear, uh, so that's why I'm like, I like that guy. He played a, he played kind of a scumbag in, in Andor, but I like him because he's in yeah. the bear and, and like, fucking micro from the Punisher and shit. So, like, I like that actor a lot. A lot of the the heist, uh, the heist crew. Yeah, the the heist, like seeing it in motion, was cool too. Like mm-hmm. the whole like. Them being on the planet and like, oh, there's this event that happens every so often in the sky, you know, and every, every, they're all, just, you know, they get people to get distracted by that while they do their heist and everything. That was cool. I like that. Um, I like seeing some of the backstory to Cassian as well. I'm just trying to, I'm just like saying stuff as I think of it. Um, like young, young Cassian, who's, who's, who's called Casa. K, K A S S A. Um, and like his sister is like, I don't know if she's dead or she's somewhere out there. We don't even, we don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. think it was ever confirmed. It's, it's just like a was, hanging thread from episode one for the most part. Till the end. Yeah. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll address it in season two. Otherwise that'd be kind of weird. Right. Like if they never talk about that or mention it again. Um, uh, but yeah, hopefully that's something they'll bring up in season two. But yeah, it's cool seeing them like. Uh, you know, on their planet, and then, like, they look up in the sky and they see like an, a a separatist ship going down, and then who pops out of the ship? It's fucking Marva, and uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clem. Clem, that's what it was. So, thank you. I was trying to remember it. I was like, is it Cleave? No, it's Clem. That, you're right. <laughs> no, Cleaver's Clem. a totally different Star Wars character. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. in the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, Clem. Yeah, so we see Clem and and Marva <laughs> out of the out of the Separatist ship, and there's a bunch of other dudes with like patch, Separatist patches on their arms and stuff, like all dead on the ground. And yeah, they were shot down by by the Republic. It looks like, and yeah, they just crash landed on that planet. But um, yeah, it was. It was cool seeing like the, the beginnings and the early days of, of, of them and and just seeing like Ferrix and one of my favorite things about the show was like 
the people of Ferrix and, and the planet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I liked that. That was that was really cool. I thought. Because I really enjoyed that. Man. Yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of good... A lot of good group of characters in that mix, like Bix and Brasso and uh, the dude whose name I'm forgetting, but he was a dude that was like talking to Cassian on the phone or whatever. Uh, he ended up dying at the end too. Zan, I think was his name, maybe Zan, Zanwen, Zanwan. Yeah, Zan, I think was his name. Um, but yeah, that that was really cool. Then like you know, just getting interesting, like you know. Stuff like the the daughters of Ferrix and like you know, uh, the fact that when people die over there, they get turned into bricks and you know, just cool little fascinating little little tidbits about the planet's history and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I thought was really cool. Then on the other hand, I have uh, one very big issue with the show. And that is that I absolutely hate from start to finish. Absolutely don't give a rat's fucking ass. Like, since the beginning, I said this since the beginning, I did not give a fuck about the character of Cyril Karn. I don't give a shit, dude. I, what, I, what I had said that I thought they were going to do with this guy is they're going to make him go from this annoying ass fucking simp fool into like an imperial officer or something right like i think that's where they're going with him like especially now that he's linked up with deidre and she might be she might be heading down for a demotion right after what happened on ferrix in the finale yeah like i could see that happening the fallout and then like yeah and and then like him having to like help her with that and you know she might and with that she might help get him in part in into the empire maybe like I could see that being a thing. But I don't fucking care, dude. I think his character is terrible. And I'm sick of you know, you know how sick I was of seeing this dude eat his blue cereal next to his mom, his annoying ass mom, tell him how useless and worthless he is. That is I I I did not care, dude. I do not care about any of that at all. Well, he's like it was the by thing. far the weakest thing of the entire show for me. And every time they brought it up, I felt like you did with that girl from Halo, dude. I was like, I do not care. <laughs> I really don't. No, here's the thing. At first, I was like, I'll give it some time and see how it is. I thought it would change. It did not change. He was pathetic the whole way through and annoying. But then I, 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 I still don't like the character. But like, I get what he is, which is Andor's foil, right? He's like, he's like Andor right. in a mirror, except. He's pathetic and his mom hates him. Whereas we have Andor and his mom, like, his mom you know, loves him. yeah. And loves it's like, him, two, I, guess, yeah. I get it. It's like two different journeys, but I just didn't care about Cyril because his journey is like, I don't know, pathetic, sad. He's, it's he's a, a fucking bitch, idiot. Dude. I don't like, care, I don't dude. get like, it. I, I, I just, the amount of times they like focus him on eating his stupid cereal, bro. I'm like, I don't care. I don't bro. get that. Like, I don't get why they're obsessed on... with that cereal uh, shit. I don't get that. Like, why was that such a big deal? <laughs> like every like... every time every time they went back to cereal, I was like, we could be on Mon Mothma or Saw or Luthen. Like, why are we spending time on this guy? I don't care, bro. I I care more about fucking 
the his like fat little sar- sorry the big sergeant dude that was with him bro like i yes. care more about that guy than i did about I like, cyril man i actually liked the little sergeant guy <laughs> yeah i think his name was like mosk or musk or something like that i don't, I don't, I don't remember his name i just call him sergeant but like that dude's loyal to a fault like i like I that care more about that guy than i did about cyril cyril sucks dude i don't care Fucking shit about cyril man star wars scotty that's who we like um, I just, I just do not care about Cyril, man. Like his whole story, like I, I get what they're trying to do with it, but I just, it's so boring. It's terrible. He's a terrible character, man. And I'm sick of his mom. I'm sick of his <laughs> damn mom, man. I thought for sure he was like, gonna kill her. I was like, he's gonna kill his mom, she, right? Like that's gonna happen. All she does is shit on him, dude. And it's like, all right, like uh, enough, dude. Like, come on. And then like, there's a point. Where remember when him and the Sarge are flying to Ferris because everybody's going to Ferris because everything's going mm-hmm. down in the finale, and like they switch hats for some reason. Like what the hell was that about? Was that just like I, we're switching hats? Did I was trying to figure that out, and then I was like what reading was the through the comments. That? Was there like some sort of like rank insignia that has to do with the hats? Maybe is that I don't what even it was? Remember. Like I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know for sure. Like, Somebody mentioned what, that in the but, comments, but I don't know what it's about exactly. But what what rank do those guys have? They didn't have any authority on anything anymore at that point. I right? don't know. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with the hats. I need it explained to me. But there's got to be that, some reason they swapped weird. hats. It can't just but be anyway, like my drip looks better with your hat. Give it here. You know, like it has yeah, to be something. That, that was by far the weakest thing in the entire show. I didn't give a fuck about any of it. Absolutely. That. I agree with that. It's the worst part of the show is Cyril, Cyril's storyline. And just the fact that, like, he's his dumbass was the one that, like, he's mad at Cassian for something that he went way overboard on. If he had just listened to the dude at the beginning telling him not to make a big deal out of it and, and just come up with some excuse and, like, not look into it anymore, like, None of this would. None of this. He he, he would have still been. He, he would have still been security, dude. He wouldn't have to worry about the empire or any of that other stuff. But now, nah, man, the only the only person he has to blame is himself, dude. I, I don't. I don't want to hear any of this shit about him like hating on Cassian because he's a dumbass. Like you, like you're the fucking idiot that that like. And then like remember when he went to Ferrix to find him the first time, or or and then like, he got a bunch of other dudes killed. Yeah. Like, like that's man he, he almost got himself killed like it's, yeah it's dude's the worst dude's the worst i hate him man he's yeah I, I don't like the character the actor's fine i don't like the character i just want to clarify oh, man, that the... for anybody for anybody that's no. watching this i know you yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. for anybody that's yeah, watching yeah. this the actor is fine i just don't like the character character is dog shit dude i fucking <laughs> i don't i don't give a i couldn't give a i couldn't give a shit dude i i, I really I don't care. I don't care. Um, yeah, I just I wish we would have focused more on Mon Mothma and, and, and Luthen and shit. I would have I would prefer to see more Deidre, man. Even even she's not even my favorite character either, but like she's still better than, than fucking Cyril. Like I do not care about Cyril at all. Um so yeah. Or yeah, fucking you know what? more ISB, dude. I would love to see more That's ISB. What I was sitting there thinking gas, was dude. like instead of Cyril, we should have followed the plant inside ISB more. That way we would have cared more when he was trying to get out and Luthen gives his speech and it's like, I can't. You have to stay in. I can't. You have a daughter. Congratulations on the daughter. You should have shown us the, that guy with the daughter. The whole, like, that, that would be my improvement, right? We follow that guy. 
throughout each episode. Like, and we don't know what the fuck's going on. We're just following him through each episode. And then we finally yeah. find out he's actually a double agent for Luther. We even see the birth of the daughter, right? I would have been so yeah. attached to that character by that point and him wanting out. Like, oh, that could have made that. I already thought that was a good moment, but that would have blown it out of the water for me even more. If I was attached yeah. to that, the, the, the double ISB agent. Instead, if we get him for... He's in the background yeah. for, like, a few episodes, and then we... In that episode, he's kind of, like, right in the elevator up to Luthen. Um, oh, man. That would have blown yeah, my that, socks that, off. That definitely would have done so that. much better, for sure. For sure, man. I agree with that. But, and, um, and it would have been such a shock, too. Like, Luthen's even got a guy in ISB... But we don't realize it all the way. Like, we just follow him through each episode, not realizing he's a double agent all the way up to that moment. Ah! 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 My God! <laughs> Why didn't they do that? I'm going to do that in something in the future. Because they, they love Cyril for some damn reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... Uh, man. Let, let, me, let me stop talking about that. I, Let's I, move I, on. That's, that is definitely the weakest part of the show, though. You and I agree on that. Uh... I didn't By hate far, him from the get-go, but I definitely didn't like him toward the end because they there never do nothing. I was like, what are they going to do with him? Everybody else kind of grows over the season. Cyril doesn't grow anywhere. He's a whiny bitch the whole time. So, yeah. But Josh, he saved his he's he saved the lady he was simping over in the last episode. <laughs> saved her from getting that killed shit by, got the, weird. by the savage people of Fair. Dude, him being like such a simp for her was I don't that even was that was totally terrible. out of left field. I didn't see that coming at all. I just thought, oh, they're talking and shit. And next thing you know, he's like stalking her and shit. It's fucking creepy. And then he saves yeah. her. And in that moment, is also fucking weird. I should thank yeah. you. That whole part is weird. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Worst part of the show <laughs> by far. Um. I like a lot of the the. I like a lot of the world building. I guess we could say universe building, world building. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in regards to uh, Mon Mon Mothma in in Shandrillan Shindr like culture and arranged marriages and and all that stuff and like that the house and the and the it's an old tradition like but the, you know like that stuff. Really enjoyed that. Like, I always love learning new stuff, and I always love like world building things, right? And I, I thought that was cool. I'm glad that they included that. I'm glad they took the time to include that, and even build like a storyline around it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that stuff. Also, the fucking drinks with the worms in it. Just nah, nah, dog. I'm good. You can keep it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that they got the dude who, like, performs as BB-8 in the sequels, like the you know the dude in the green suit moving around the BB-8 and everything and all that. He's the voice of B2 EMO. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Nice little thing, you know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I um. What else? Oh, I I liked going back to the Mon Mothma stuff. I liked her and uh, Tay Colma like talking about like you know the money situation and you know well you know. Oh my you god! Know, I gotta bring in this other dude and when they're kind of talking yeah. in code, it's so dope. 
Like it's amazing. It's some of my favorite. I love. I love the scene where she lets him in, like lets him know that they can trust each other. Oh my god, I love that part. He's like, if 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 everybody's focused on this, they can't see what I'm really doing. You know, like I love. Ah, there's parts of these episodes I want to go back and rewatch just because I get chills. Like fucking Luthan speech and a lot of the Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma's subtle like subtle insurrectionist spy shit that she's doing on the sly like i love all of that stuff i love yeah. it i love all that too like see again seeing her do her thing like for for the rebellion man she's like basically like selling out her husband and like getting her daughter oh my and, and an God. arranged marriage and shit all for the rebellion <laughs> it's great though i love i love it i love seeing it she's great man it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice to, to ensure this success, right? Well, her husband's an easy sacrifice because he's a shit. Um, yeah. I saw some people in comments being like, well, what if he's like just trying to keep her safe in some in some like twisted way and like on the down low? And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't think that's what they're going to do with it. Um, uh, but when she said this, like she kind of like sets him up with the you're gambling again part in the car. It's like, no, she oh, my totally God, sets his ass up because <laughs> yeah. she knows that that Chloris is like, like mm-hmm. fucking eavesdropping in what they're saying, man. She's totally setting his ass up. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and we even see that when the, when Chloris goes back to the ISB to talk to the one homie and he's like, yo, this, oh, this cover is, some this of their weird financial that. moves if they're really like, covering up yeah. this gambling. Mm-hmm. You're gambling again. So good. So good. Uh we got space AKs. Uh yeah, space AKs, which I mean it's kind of weird, but I mean a lot of Star Wars guns are based off of real guns, so right. I do, th- I do think they they could have done a better job at making it a little bit more Star Warsified, you know. Yeah, I agree Cause actually. Because like, like, if you look at the the DL forty four, which is Han Solo's blaster pistol, it's basically a C ninety six Mauser, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at them side by side, you you can tell, oh, they actually changed it up like a bit more so that it looks like a different, you know, like like it looks different, you know, like even though it's the same thing, but it looks different, right? They could have yeah. done a little bit more with that to make it a little to make the AK look a little bit more Star Warsified, but ultimately it doesn't bother me that much. But they they could have <gasps> they could have Star Warsified a bit Sorry. more. Sorry, I just remembered the um, fucking Cassian's pistol, man. The fucking the the, the, the Briar pistol, uh, yeah. yeah. From, uh, from, oh from my Kyle, god, you know, Kyle Katarn, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, it was one yeah, of those dude. things that when you saw it, you almost instantly recognized it, or at least thought that's familiar looking. I've seen that somewhere, you know. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. it it made the heart feel good to see it a little bit. Like, hey, that was cool. Yeah, I knew. I immediately as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Yep, that's it." Mm-hmm. Which a uh, go, which again leads me back to the whole, uh, like, what's his name, uh, Luthen shop, and all the like curiosities that are back there, like the Gungan shield and the Star Killer from Force Unleashed armor, and like the fucking gun, you know, Utapawan. Uh, like spear or whatever the fuck it was the wookie things and the jedi temple, temple guard, guard mask what is that yeah. doing in there <laughs> like, like like how do they just let that sit i mean there? 
I mean, they are on Coruscant, so it wouldn't have been that difficult for him to get. But I just, you're right, though. Yeah, like, but like, I feel hmm. like the Imperials would be like all over that shit, like wanting to keep you're it right, hidden. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's got his ways. He's Luthan, I guess. I, I guess know, that's I true. Uh, but like, man. Also, you know what? I, you know, what I just noticed is that the dude who plays Sergeant Mosk is fucking the commissioner in in the Batman. He's fucking P- Commissioner Pete Savage. I, I oh, he is. Just I didn't even think about yeah, it. Same guy. I didn't need it until I just, was just looking at it right now. You were like, totally cool. right. Now that you say that, I see it in my head so clearly. He just like he's, wow. he's clean shaven. And short haired in Andor, and he's like long haired, beard, I think glasses in, in the Batman, so it's like very different, you know. But he's uh, also he's also Scottish in Andor. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's Scottish in Batman. No, yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, that's cool. That is cool. I didn't yeah. even realize that until you said it. Wow. Yeah, it's just a cool little 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 fact there. But uh oh, another thing, I uh, it was cool to see Admiral Yularen. Yeah, they brought him in for like an episode or two or whatever. He, that was that was really dope. I, I like seeing that. And then uh, I know I mentioned it earlier, but like Saw and his partisans, like it was cool seeing the black and white X wings and you know two tubes and you know all those all those all the partisans and stuff. It was awesome. Like that that conversation with uh, Luthen and um, mm-hmm. uh, Saw in Saw's like you know play base fucking great talking about anto krieger that, that was that was great i love i love that just two dudes on two sides of the rebellion um anto there was like a lot of fucking 20 30 dudes just get wiped out man fucking yeah damn there was a uh there was a lot of good star wars dialogue in or a lot of good dialogue in this uh, as we mentioned um but there was there was quite a few good monologues as well. Like, like the one that comes to mind is obviously uh, Luthen talking to the uh, to the plant. You know, mm-hmm. the dude he has an ISB. That one was great. And then like in that same episode, there's fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Lino or, or Kino, fucking doing the whole like you know as they're escaping, talking to the prison. Like that one was fantastic too, man. Like just. Stuff like that that is just, just awesome, you know. One but, program, uh, fucking yeah. So just things like that. I thought were oh, dude, that's such an easy like cosplay if you're at a convention too. Like you can just dress up as one of the prisoners from Star Wars. Oh, and then go around <laughs> yeah. stream on program. <laughs> on program, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking yeah, my mom had killer drip. My mom had. The drippiest drip, man. She yeah. she had she was looking good, man. I was like, damn, Genevieve. They got Genevieve Genevieve O'Reilly out here looking, looking real good with all these uh, dresses and, and and you know fits that they gave her, man. It was, it was great. I mean, there she's Chandrillin on Coruscant, so like makes absolute sense. I mean, you look you just look at the place they're in, you know, and it's like they got like fucking golden bonsai trees and shit, you know. It's like damn. Hmm. You know they fancy as hell, bro. Yeah, no, they gave her. It's just funny that they gave her so many different outfits in this one show because, literally, and every other thing Mon Mothma has ever been in, she's ever ha- she's only ever had like the short hair with like the white fucking outfit right? that they give her and everything. 
But in mm-hmm. this show, they're like, nope, she's getting all the drip. I love it, though. I think it's great. She looked amazing. You know? <laughs> if I was Genevieve, I'm like, I'm taking that costume with me. I'm taking that one with me. And also, I'm taking that one with me when the show is over. Because <laughs> they gave her so many cool outfits. Uh... Um, yeah, I don't, is there any other stuff you wanted to bring up? Um. Because I'm trying to think, but we've covered, like, stuff here and there and everywhere. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Favorite favorite episode of of the 12? Or favorite arc? If if choosing one episode is is too tough, do you have a favorite arc, at least? Uh. Favorite arc was I really enjoyed like I enjoyed the build up to the prison break, although there's parts so like it's hard to enjoy that arc. But like, we didn't we don't spit. I don't feel like we spend a whole lot of time in the prison, but I guess we do like there's uh, there's I enjoy the prison break like that. That part particularly I really enjoy in like the the Kino Kino uh, Kino's like speech and, and all that stuff like I enjoyed that might be my favorite part in the show, although that last episode's pretty fucking good. Yeah. And it, that's the thing. There's parts I love from each, and it's like it's hard to. It's, it's true. When like, we say this, I, like it really is hard to just nail down one thing because it's like, well, I like Luthen's speech in this episode. I really like the prison break in this episode. The pipe bomb yeah. in the last fucking episode. Like Marva's yeah. speech in the last episode as a hologram. The stormtrooper getting fucking sparted off the fucking tower by the bell ringer. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, yeah, I like the, the the last episode of the heist when they're doing the heist, you know, the I episode. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one. Like, there's yeah. Yeah. So, like, for me, I don't know if I have a like a single episode I like, but there is like, oh, man, some that I like for sure more. Well, I guess if I had to say maybe the eyes, probably my favorite episode. But they all have like cool things in them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even though like I didn't, you know, I don't have a particularly favorite thing. There, there, there are some things that I do enjoy from this for sure. But uh, yeah, good, good uh, stuff, man. I like the I like the Andor's main theme. I enjoy the. Uh, I guess we can move into some music. That, that intro reminds me of. I, I said this every, every time I watched it, but like the intro reminded me so much like like a Star Trek intro. You know, you got like mm-hmm. you got the uh, the little thing popping up and 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 the music and everything. Like it, it, it reminded me so much of that. But yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. I just enjoyed it for the most part. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, But I love Star Wars anything, you know, like Book of Boba Fett wasn't the best thing in the world. I still enjoyed it because it was Star Wars. And like, I just love that world, you know, like, yeah. uh, So it it would take a lot for me to hate something that's Star Wars. And I just don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, uh. I try to find the good yeah. in everything, so, so I really enjoyed Andor. I think there's a lot of good good in it. 
uh, it was cool to see Diego Luna back as Cassian. You know, like I really love Rogue yeah. One a lot, um, and I I'm looking forward to season two of Andor. Uh, this just like even though I know how the journey for that character ends, I like seeing how he grows to become that person in Rogue One. You know, like yeah. So. And it's cool to get to meet all these new characters like Luthen and, and, and getting to spend a significant amount of time with Mon Mothma for once and and and, and meeting new characters like Bix and, and, and Brazo who fucking headbutts a fucking stormtrooper like he's a like Wookiee. Like, like it ain't shit, dude. Like, what are you doing, my guy? I was not expecting to that's see crazy. that. That's, that's insane, bro. I wish you could have seen my face when it happened. Like, I wasn't expecting it at all. And then, like, he smacks a dude with, with Marvel's brick, too. Like, goddamn. And then he's just like, ah! that dude is a Wookiee in another life. Like that character. It was nice. It was nice to get planets that weren't Tatooine. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was cool to meet see Aldani, uh, 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 that planet, and like learn about it and and see the eye and all that stuff. You know, like yeah, we got Aldani, Neamos, Narkina Five, like a lot of. A lot of interesting places that we went to. Barracks was cool, you know. Like, yeah, definitely. I'll give I'll give the show that is that they definitely went to places. And we they did and they didn't create a new desert planet just for the sake of it. So I'll, I'll give them that. But I do wish, and I say this every time, I do wish Star Wars would lean into more alieny looking planets, man. No, I agree. Like we joked, like, like, we'd the... watch a fucking court drama on Manan. Like, let's go, dude. That'd be nuts. <laughs> that'd be wild. And the people out there that have never played Kotor have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Well, when you play the we'll remake, play, you'll you'll understand we'll Kotor if wait, they put yeah, that we'll, in there. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fucking Silcath. Fucking. Fucking love Kotor, man. But the day I see a Cellcath in live action, dude, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. It'll happen eventually, I think. But yeah, yeah I think it will too. I mean, but I'll it, lose my fucking mind yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like that's uh, the way. If they put anything Kotor in any of this live action stuff, dude. When I saw the fucking hammerheads for the first time, oh my god! I yeah. wish you'd been in the theater with me. I'd have been grabbing on you. I'd have be. I'd be like, did you look? It's the hammerheads. <laughs> the hammerheads. Yeah. Oh my! I'd I mean, cry. I nearly they, cried when they, I saw him. They had Silcath in the Clone Wars, you know, in the animation yeah. stuff. So it'd be it'd be cool to be on. So they are they already are canon, yeah. like you know. So you just gotta. That's true. You just gotta bring them in the fucking live action, but uh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say, man. Um, I mean, I think that's all there is to say. We talked about it quite a bit, so I think we'll just. Well, actually, hold up. We, that is not all. That's not all because we we haven't even mentioned the post credit scene, which was. Oh uh, yeah. We finally got to see what they were building on Narkina Five and those little things they were building. It's for the Death Star, obviously. I. Th- it was a pretty easy thing to guess because I mean you mm-hmm. know what else could it have been? But it was cool to like see it right because like you know I imagined that's what it was gonna be, but I don't know what the fuck piece it was yeah. for. You know like, like like what is that? But um. 
makes sense that it's the Death Star. Um, makes me wonder if because the, the the development of the Death Star starts on Geonosis, and then eventually they move it to Scarif. So I wonder if that's where they are right now over Scarif, because we're like five years before. But it would make sense that they have it there. Yeah, uh, if that's indeed where it is. Otherwise, I don't know where else it's supposed to be because I think in the timeline it should be on Scarif by, by now. But I don't know where it is anyway. Well, I guess we'll find out in season two, which leads me to the next question. What do you hope to see in season two? Because we know this is what we know for sure. These are facts is that every three episodes is going to be a time jump. So every arc will be a year. So in the current timeline, we're five years before, right? Rogue one. So with each, each arc, each three episodes, we're going to jump a year. So, what do you want to see? Because for me, I will say that I hope we get to see K2SO and, you know, Cassian linking up with the Rebellion and uh, I want to see more Mon Mothma, more Luthen, more Saw Gerrera and uh, yeah, more more Rebel stuff is what I would like to see for sure. Yeah. Um, like, 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 Re- like Rebel Alliance kind of stuff, you know, is what I would like to see more of. But uh yeah, and def- and please less less Cyril because I don't care. But <laughs> other than that, what do you want to see from season two, Josh? You know, I, I'm I'm curious to see where Luthen ends up. Like he is uh, mm-hmm. uh, such a fascinating character. Like he's like I've he's pretty much sold his soul. He is the devil fight to fight another devil, right? Like he has become Satan yeah. to fight Satan in some ways, and it's like I'm kind of curious to where he's gonna end up because I, I I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. I feel like. Or maybe not. Yeah. They may surprise me, but I feel like he's gonna die. Um, but I'm I'm kind of like if they kind of curious if they to keep they him alive. Him. Like where does he go from there? Right? He's like exactly. So, he's so invested in the, into like fighting the empire. It's like where is this guy during the you know, Rebel Alliance days? You know. Yeah. I'm but, also uh, curious. Another, another thing I forgot to mention during for me is I want to see Kino come back. Bring him back. Let, Bring him l- back. Let, 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 Bring him back. Bring Andy Circus back. But anyway, continue. No, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's kind of like the thing I'm most interested in is just seeing like where some of these new characters end up. Where, where's Vel? What happens to to Vel? Are we gonna see you know her yeah. fate ultimately? Like, uh, does does she in 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 uh, Cinta right? Cinta, uh, yeah. Uh, run yep. like do they keep fighting? Do they run off? But Cinta seems like pretty hardcore into the into the rebellion like like that comes first in every aspect of her life um so i'm kind of curious to what they do with that um uh the manifesto like i'm curious to what 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 are they going to do with the manifesto does that did they put that in there somewhere for like the rest of the rebels even though it's never mentioned later but like is it is it something that inspires them like off camera a little bit or or you know you know what i mean like I, I'm yeah. kind of curious, you know. I, I want to see more Saw. Uh, I want to see the Ike, uh, the ultimate like falling out that leads him to being such a paranoid person that we see in in Rogue One, like even more so. Like we yeah, even see oh. it a little bit in season one, right? Like where he's like, it, "It's two tubes. Two tubes is my man. Tell him we should yeah, tell him." <laughs> it's like, what is this? And fucking <laughs> Luthen pulls the pistol, but um, so you bringing up Saw again, like I wonder if they're gonna show him. Like in season two, how he lost his leg because you know he's, mm-hmm. we we haven't we haven't seen that where that happens yet, you know. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that that'd be cool. 
So those are just some of the things um, I want to see in a second season. Like, I don't really have much. And more. also, dang, I, I, I keep thinking of stuff for Saw. Like, no, it's cool. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to show us how he loses his leg. And I wonder if they're going to show us him with little Jin, like running around, you know? Because, like, we oh, know I didn't even think about that, but you're right. She's, she's like running around with him at some point during this time, right? Like, like where, like, what is she doing? I thought you were gonna be like, are we gonna see Saw and now he gets the little boar gullet? Like he's gonna get run around with little boar gullet. <laughs> boar gullet. Nah. Uh, that, and then you I said Jin, and I was like, gets... oh, right, <laughs> I forgot. I don't need to see how he gets boar gullet. That's fine. You, 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 you can keep that boar gullet in Rogue One. But uh, now, yeah, I just that that's where I thought I was like, oh, wait a minute, like because I I I got reminded to the beginning of Rogue One when he has like you know. When uh, Galen is like, and and Lyra are like telling Jin to run away, and you know she ends up with him and all that, you know. So mm-hmm. that's when we think of it, you know. Uh, and that's before the current timeline of Andor. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I guess overall, you can say we liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, I don't quite love it as much as the rest of the internet does, but I still like it. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I like it, but I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for, for, you know, for things next year and, and, and other stuff. And I think this is the last Star Wars project we're getting this year. So, you know, makes sense, but, um, yeah, I liked it overall. Definitely don't love it as much as everybody else, but it was still enjoyable. Had a lot of cool new characters and planets and things in it that add into the overall Star Wars universe and lore and all that so yeah good good stuff i think i think this is a good point to end the discussion guys because we're at like a four hour episode so i think it's time to to end dt i'm gonna throw it over to you so you can say your goodbyes my friend you are on the main screen bye bye farewell everyone thanks for sticking with us with an extra beefy episode of the clockiest of the cantinas uh it's been a while since we had an episode, but we'll be back next week where we're going to be talking about Black Panther Wakanda forever because we've both seen it now and I wanted to talk about it as soon as possible, but we, you guys just saw how long this episode was, you know, or, or so we want to have a chance to talk about it properly and we'll do that next week with the first episode of December. So thanks for watching. Uh, stay tuned on the stream. I'll be streaming again this week. Uh, and follow me on all the things you see here on the side bar here. And uh, yeah, have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye and out. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, that's come to the show and helped support us today. I know we haven't had a show in a couple weeks, so much love to you guys. Uh, my shout-outs this week are check out the Etsy shop, 902 Dice Creations on Instagram, TikTok, Etsy. If you want to buy some dice i have a new set that i'm gonna put up soon they're they're this color they're red and pretty um uh and that stuff uh so we since we haven't had a show in a couple weeks we lost a couple legends actually we lost kevin conroy and we lost uh jason david frank uh, i just wanted to give a shout out to two heroes from my childhood and that we didn't really get to talk about it because we hadn't streamed or anything, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, if you're ever out there and, and you need to talk to somebody or, and stuff like that, 
find resources for it, guys. Don't suffer in silence and stuff like that. Um, in the in the case of uh, losing Jason David Frank. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, we'll see you here next week. We'll be talking Black Panther Wakanda forever. I hope you come by. I hope you give us your thoughts. And I'll keep you in my thoughts. And I hope you keep me in your thoughts. And we will see you all next week. Bye-bye, everybody.